Kia ora, good morning and welcome into the show. Happy Friday to you. It is five past six on SENZ Breakfast. No Izzy today. He'll be back Monday. Steve Devine in with us for the day. Morning, Steve. Morning. How mate. are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Good and big... Big day for you. You've been you've been off for a while from your from oh, your, yeah. your day day job, but you're back there after this. Yeah, shoot straight back in into the day job, which is uh, might uh, rattle the bones a little bit, I think. But anyway, we'll we'll be right. It's Friday. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? <laughs> what could go wrong? Indeed. Coming up on the show, uh, well, Blake Ashford is going to join us. Former Tiger, former Warrior. He's going to come on talk to us after seven o'clock about this preseason game in Christchurch between. The Warriors and the Tigers. Yeah, I, I, I and I see the um, Tigers are f- favourites at the TAB. Yeah, I can't quite, sh- I can't quite figure that one out. They're paying a dollar eighty-three. I think the Warriors are paying dollar ninety. Yeah, that seems, uh, it seems um, pretty strange considering um, Andrew Webster's also said um, yesterday afternoon that uh, they're bigger, stronger, faster than they've ever been. The Warriors. Yeah, and if you look at the team, the trial team. I mean, there's 13 guys with first grade experience in there. It's not like it's just Rizzies. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Anyway, but hey, the TV know what they're doing, right? Apparently, apparently they do. Well, they took our money yesterday, didn't they? <laughs> they they certainly. Well, yeah, yeah. They they often take my money, mate. Yeah, yeah. So D- D- Divine's dividends or Ricardo's riches, depending on what you wanted to call it, uh, was dead at the first hurdle yesterday um, after the Champions League football. Simon's uh, bet that both games would, uh, both teams would score in both games, and that uh, Bayern and PSG would win. Yeah, it didn't happen. Yeah, didn't happen. My horse that I bet on hasn't run yet either. So yeah. Um, so you're going to jump back on? <laughs> Probably not. Right, okay. All right, there you go. Also coming up on the show, Sam Gilbert's going to join us. Um, interested to chat to him, mate. Uh, he's, he's coming on just after 8 o'clock. But, uh, yeah, he could he, he vice-captain of the Highlanders this season, which I thought when they, when they announced the captaincy and he was vice I was like, wow, really? Quite young. Yeah, he's quite young, but he's he's been he's been there for a few years and he's he's a very talented boy. He, he'll... he'll you know, a good season will see him go close to, to being in and around that All Black team, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, he's, yeah, very talented. He's, he was a standout for them last year whenever he was fit. And, uh, you know, on the field, he was certainly a standout, kicks well, um, plays well. I, yeah, I, he'll, he'll go close. It'd be interesting because he, he came into that Highlanders team a couple of years ago as a fullback slash wing, really a fullback, but played a few a couple of games at wing. Then when they had a bit of, uh, they had a few issues at 10, he, he slotted in at 10 for a while. Uh, and then I think the preseason so far he's played twelve predominantly. Where yeah, do you reckon his, his his future is? Well, he played a bit of midfield last year as well. So yeah, it's sort of you know it's it's always handy to have one of those players can cover a few positions if needed for for the wider squads. But uh, yeah, I I can see him as a, as a ten slash twelve maybe. Yeah. Um, he's uh, certainly a big strong boy, quick um, can tackle well. So yeah, he's he's a big part of that um, Highlanders cog. How big is he? Is he because I mean he looks on the field because he's quite tall. He looks sort of Geordie Barrett-ish, but is he that big? I don't think, no, I don't think he's as big as Geordie. But yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's certainly a big, strong boy and still pretty young. So uh, probably a little bit to fill out still um, with another another year or so of doing some serious serious ten. Yeah, um, yeah. No, he's he's a talented he's a talented footy player. That's for sure. Should we uh, should we when we get him on? Should we have a word about him? Keep it an eye on your boys down there. Oh, no, I don't think there's any hope for my boy. <laughs> <laughs> my, my boys uh, at Otago University, they don't even start for another three weeks and he's down there um, just to drink 
What? Just keep it hydrated. He's like, I'm having a good time, Dad. And I was like, You got a job yet? And he's like, Oh, I'm I'm having a good time, Dad. I'm like, Oh my god. Oh, uh, here we go. Here, here we, we go. go. All right. There'll be some stories there. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. So uh, those guys coming up on the show, Blake Ashford, Sam Gilbert. We'll take your calls, your texts as well. 0800 150 811 and double eight double three. The temper bed post text machine. Right now, though, let's get into triple threat. Round one. Five. The three big questions for the day. Uh, I was interested to see that Netball New Zealand have basically said, oh, anybody can apply for the Silver Ferns job, including Nolene. Now, generally, when they tell you you can reapply for your job, you're already out the door. Um, so she, is she gone? Uh, I'd, uh, I, 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 I'd say no. Um, I'd say, you know... If if you wanna if you wanna make sure you've you're ticking all the boxes and um, then you then you throw it open and see and see what comes in. But you know I don't think I don't think they're going to get rid of her. I, I certainly would expect her to you know continue in that role. Um, but it, yeah, I guess if you if you wanna if you wanna see what's out there and, mm. and everyone's across it. By the sounds of it, she's across it as well, saying that it's you know what needs to happen for transparency and everything. I yeah. Well, Throw it open, see. You know, you might end up with a pretty good assistant coach who, from left field, that he didn't expect or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's an interesting one. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if you've you probably in, in your in your uh, work life haven't maybe experienced it, but I've, I've been through situations where they've gone, oh look, we're, we're changing your job description, and you can apply. We want you to apply for the role, and here's what it's going to be. And it's like, and yeah, later on, you're like, yeah, that was that was never happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would be a big call, I think, to get rid of her. But um, it'd be a big call. But uh, I mean, who's, who? Obviously, if you're a, if you're a, a coach, a netball mm. coach, and you have the feeling that um, she's going to retain this, would you would you even throw your name forward? There may not be anyone who even puts their name forward. Well, that'll be interesting to see. Be interesting to see what sort of who they get candidates wise. I mean, you know, I mean, it might not even just be from New Zealand. You know, there's probably some pretty good coaches running around in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Round two. The Celtics yesterday beat the Brooklyn Nets by 50 points. It's the second time this season that they've beaten a team by 50. They beat the Pacers by 51 uh, before Christmas, uh, which is like, and it's, I think it's only the third time in NBA history a team's had two 50-point wins in a season. Um, so they're dominating. They've the got the best record in the NBA. But uh, they got me thinking, Steve, biggest, biggest win you've been involved in? Uh, biggest in terms of points, um, not too sure. But I, 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 I had a game for the Waratahs when I was quite young. I sat on the bench for a game because um, Scott against Scotland, um, Scotland are touring Australia, and we just had to teed up a game. So it was like a midweek Waratahs team, and I was young and sat on the bench and got ten minutes at the end. And Scotland actually did a bit of a job on us, beat us comfortably. And then a couple of years later, I was playing. I'd moved to New Zealand. I was playing over here and. Scotland toured New Zealand and they wanted a game they could win so they they just like put a barbarians team together a few super players a few school kids and we'll play in Whangarei and we'll give um, let us have a win on tour so we're in this team and there was a few super players uh, a couple of NPC players a few local boys and some school kids and we put I think maybe 60 70 80 points on Scotland and it was their it was their legit team too and uh 
I don't think it was probably the biggest in win, but in terms of like it was an international team, we got together the, the day before, yeah, and um, they we, we absolutely gave them a hiding a eh? up in Whangarei. It was um, it was an awesome it was an awesome little uh, team we had together. One of the school kids I should add was. Um, Still at school, playing on the wing, uh, Sam Tuatupo. Oh right. Who even in that game as a as a little guy, it was just cutting people in half. Eh? It was um, it was good. It was a, it was a great win for a team that got thrown together against an international team. Yeah, but what was the uh, what was the reaction from the Scots on oh, the field? Yeah, they were. I remember they had the tallest person in rugby ever. He was a big lock, Scottish lock. He was the tallest person, and I um picked him up and spear tackled him and uh he started he almost started crying on the field and i was just I'm just like mate get up you're an you're an international footy player what are you up Cry, to get up oh yeah they were hopeless yeah okay interesting well, i was good to see that scotland have improved since yeah then. mate they've come a long way since then for sure. round three okay here we go this is the big one for the day we'll talk more about this throughout the day no doubt uh devon conway has scores of 17 duck 29 1 2, 11, 12, and 22 in his last eight innings. Will he start the first test against Australia? Yeah, listen, f- cricket's a funny game, right? Mm. Sometimes you just you just need one thing to go your way and, you, and you're away. Um, can he, on his day, put a big total together? Mm-hmm. I, I think so. Yeah. Um, but he seems to be definitely struggling a little bit with the bat on... Um, this unfortunately for him, there's probably enough people around the country who are in reasonable form and are doing pretty well with the bat. So, I think there may be a, a little bit of a reshuffle. But you know, sometimes you need to to back your boys and say we got some faith in you, and 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 those little moments can can be the difference. But uh, gee, you want to you want to take some form into the match because you're up against a bowling attack that is that is world class right in the Aussies like they they all come at both ends of the pitch with um with some some pretty decent bowlers and i imagine the pitches will be a bit green cuz the seamers for New Zealand that's what they want to do but the Aussies have a pretty good um, quick quick attack as well so I'd wanted to be going into that game with as much form as I had and um so maybe maybe that season uh, being a little bit nervous yeah, I mean, he's got, like you said, on his day. Yeah, I mean, he's got a double hundred on debut, right? Yeah. So he, he's a, a very good player. And up until the last year, I think uh, his test average was 53, 54. And now it's down to about 41 because of uh, his, his form in the last year. Um, so oh, I guess it, it, it's options, right? I mean, yeah. you know he can do it. 41's still not... Not the worst. Not the worst as an opening test batsman. No. But I, I guess it's it's where I mean if they do make a, a change, what is that change? I mean, Will Young's been floating around and yeah. he, he opens domestically. Yeah, yeah. Rutch and Ravindra has opened before. Um, there's people like, well, I mean, you know, you look at what Aussie have done with Steve Smith, right? Since Warner's retired from Test cricket, Steve Smith's gone up to open. Yeah. Um, I mean, is that something you could do with Kane? Yeah, but has that has that worked? Has that worked for Steve Smith? I, I I don't think he has scored many runs in that position. So, I yeah, it's you know, do you back your do you back your man or do you um you find some form? I I think they're probably maybe lead towards finding a little bit of form. Mm-hmm. Um, get someone there who's who's been performing a little bit better. Um, it's I mean you know they'll be desperate to beat the Aussies in a Test series at home. You know that'd be that'd be a a big string to the bow 
Um, has I imagine it hasn't been done for for some time, right? No, no, it hasn't. I mean, uh, Rob's just texted through actually on double eight double three. He said, "I, Ricardo and Steve, for a one Test series win uh, from the last eight Test series tells New Zealand cricket supporters how poor this current Test team really is. Outside of Kane Williamson and Willow Rourke, the current World Test Championship Australian Test team will simply destroy this week New Zealand team, a team led by 125 kilometres an hour. Tim Southey." Yeah, that's, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's not about the pace of the ball. It's about uh, what you do with the ball, right? And um, you know, Sally's still taking wickets. I yeah, listen, you're up against the Aussies. They're the best in the world at Tests at the moment. Um, they've got a formidable bowling attack. You know, both ends, and they can bat. So I, I, yeah, you want to take some form in. You just want to take some form in. And the two test series, yeah, you try and get lucky, try and hang in there and, and scrub one at the end. So um, take some form in. Um, pick, pick your best and, and give it a crack. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing is for, uh, from a New Zealand point of view, is that that first test, I think, starts on the 29th of Feb. Is that right? Yeah, 29th of Feb. Um, so there's not a lot of time. There's there's three T20s in between. Yeah. I don't know if you want to play. Do you want to play Devin Conway in T20 cricket, white ball, make him switch his focus, then go back to red ball? Or do you, do you just send him away and go, mate, just have some decent nets? Yeah. just Or even even go back into a, a, a longer version of a domestic game and, and just get in get in the middle and try and put in a couple of hours. You know, that's what you need. Time, mm. time in the middle. You know, it may not be a... You know the best, the world's best bowling attack that you're up against, but just time in the middles is is your best friend when you're out of form. Yeah, it is, and, and you know that was what I was kind of hoping yesterday when I saw you know we knocked South Africa over for 235, and I was like, oh yeah, okay, and then we were like 30 odd without loss and reply. I'm like, oh good, uh, you know, he, um, Devin's got Devin's got some time at the crease. He might put on a score here. He might find, and then yeah, it's almost like mentally I put the curse on him. You also, be. you also need to you also need to understand what his job is. His job is to go out there and take a bit of shine off the ball, right? Mm. So, you know, he he did face some balls. I think it was 60 40, or, 44. Yeah. So you know, he did he did take some shine off the ball. Um, he did his job. It's it's probably one of the harder gigs in Test cricket as mm. being an open batsman. Um, so you know he 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 although wasn't outstanding he he sort of you say to most batsmen test batsmen you know you go out there last at least give us 40 balls um see what the ball's doing you know maybe job done yeah maybe but keen to hear from you double eight double three with your thoughts on that Devin Conway do you think we'll see him open against Australia if not who do you think will take the job because uh, that uh, first test against the Aussies uh, less than two weeks away that has been your triple threat as I said Sam Gilbert after eight Blake Ashford after seven we're going to hear from a few of the cricketers as well after day three in that test you're listening to SENZ Breakfast powered by Kubota take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. Yesterday, uh, well, you know, as much as um, it was disappointing that Devin Conway got out uh, at, at the end of the day yesterday for 17, uh, Will O'Rourke has really stood up, hasn't he, Steve? Five for in the second innings, nine for the test. Yeah, um, pretty pretty remarkable for a, for a young fellow having his first crack at it. Um, but yeah, uh, I just thought it was, uh, you know, he was... He was you know the big story that come out of it as a, as a 
on debut, taking nine wickets in in your first test matches, uh, and five for thirty five or something like that yesterday was yep. um, you know they're not bad um, stats to post after your first match. No, he'd be he'd be pretty happy with that. I would I would have said um, we. T- we, I was actually quite surprised. I don't know about you, but I, I thought, you know, five for a five wicket bag is is great, but it's not that rare. So I was surprised to find out he's only the third New Zealand bowler to take a five wicket bag on debut. Wow. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's the batter, it's the bowler's hundred, right? Yeah. So you know, um, yeah, yeah, awesome. I just, you know, he's a big tall. Uh, kid who was steaming in yesterday, slamming into the pitch, and you know he was he, he got the win. I just yeah, I just thought it's awesome for a kid on debut. And you know we we throw some stones at the South Africans about bringing a C team over and 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 whatnot and yeah. yada yada yada. But you know we've at some stage you got to give these kids a chance, and you know he's got a chance, and and look what he's done with it. So I I just think it's awesome, and I don't really think you can throw. All of those stats. That, yeah, it's probably not Africa's best team, and there's a few, you know, left fields. But at some stage, you've got to give these kids a run and and see how they go. And I, you know, looking at how the Africans have gone in this test so far, you, you're not, you're not, you're not saying they're hopeless, and you're not saying that they're a C team. They've actually performed quite well. Yeah, it was like Luganian's armor yesterday out of South Africa. You know, we talked about um, uh, David Bettingham. Yeah. You know, and he said, I mean, you know, he's a guy that's played a lot of county cricket and yeah. he's, he's got lots of experience and you know you're starting to see that come through in fact Willow Rourke talked about bowling to Bettingham yesterday yeah it was a tough one obviously he batted, batted really well on a slower-ish deck I think he punches through the offside really well so uh, if you get give him any width he seems to latch onto that so obviously we tried to attack him with some short stuff for a little bit and he played that pretty well so just went back to keeping it simple trying to bring the slips and stuff back into play so now, Willow Rourke did break a record as well yesterday. The most test wickets on debut um, for a New Zealander with nine for the test match, mate. Uh, I guess, you know, you compare him to Kyle Jamison, and I know that there's question marks about Jamison's back, uh, whether or not he'll play against the Aussies or be available. Would you play them both? Or are they too samey? Um, it's, you know, it's probably... It's look, looking at the Aussies who do a lot of homework on you and, you know, have game plans and whatever, you got to... A young kid that's there's not a lot of footage. Um, why not give him a crack? You know, sometimes you, you know, sometimes outside the boxes is your best weapon. You know, when you're up against a team that's so settled and so strong and dominant, you know, a few left 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 balls, a few curve balls will, will you know can cause a, a little bit of upset. But um, yeah, what? Like, listen, nine wickets in a test. It's again. It's going to. He's put his best foot forward. It's going to be hard to drop him, right? Yep. You, you give these young kids a go and they perform. You can't just then say, oh, "Yeah, nah." Well, see you later. We, this te- this team has form. Remember, Ajaz Patel took ten in an innings yeah, and yeah. then didn't make the next test match. Yeah, that's that. that still, is one of the most incredible things. <laughs> you just yeah. Thanks thanks for doing that. Yeah, breaking. Making records and then you were never seen again. Mm. It's uh, it's certainly tough. Yeah, very tough, very tough. Uh, but actually, Willow Rule was asked about what making uh, breaking that record meant to him, and uh, he talked about the support he's received as well on his debut. Yeah, obviously very special. Um, yeah, grateful for the opportunity to get get a run on this test. And um, yeah, I don't know if it's really sunk in at the moment, but yeah, no, really special. I think everyone's just just encourages you to be yourself. So just just being told from Tim. Uh, Matt, Kyle, Wags, just to run in, be myself, try to hit the wicket hard. 
Try and hit the wicket hard. It's a simple game when you're a bowler, eh? Oh, is when it what? When you're a big, tall, fast bowler, just try and hit your length and jam it into the pitch as hard as you can and things will happen. Are, are big, tall, fast bowlers the props of, 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 of cricket? Well, they're almost, like, I don't know if you'd say props. I, I'd say they're almost, you know, your, your bowling attack mm. um, is, 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 is your strike weapon and... You know, if you've got big tall boys, you know, slamming into the pitch, you, you're going to take wickets. You look at you look at the West Indies back in the '80s, right? They they were just stacked with mm. big tall men who just bowl fast into the pitch, and you know they're still famous for it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, big tall kids like that. They're either going to be locks for the All Blacks, they're going to be rowers um, <laughs> in a single skull, or they're going to be cricket players uh, jamming in fast, um, throwing the ball into the pitch, and. You know he's 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 done a pretty good job of it yesterday on debut. I, I you know one would think he'd be around for a while. Yeah, you would think so. You would think so. He was asked actually because we've got coverage of day four starting at ten o'clock today. Uh, game gets underway at eleven. He was asked about the pitch and his verdict on it heading into day four. Yeah, I think with the new harder ball, obviously it's kissing through nicely. There's a little bit enough out there, so I think the boys did well tonight to diffuse that a bit, and then obviously the off spinner bowled very well first innings, and he's going to be big threat again this next one but I think each batsman will have their own plans on how they're going to counteract that I'd suggest that Glenn Phillips is our idea of counteracting that we'll see how many you can put over the rope yeah I, you know the batters will want to go in and be positive today they don't you know they've got 230 to chase uh, they want to be positive it, it's to, it's a gettable target so you know you can't go in there and just uh, you've got you've got um, you can't just go in there and just, you know, bat and bat and bat without scoring runs. I think they'll, you know, if they look at a 50-over match, if they can if they can bat through 50 overs, they should go pretty close to um, to, to getting to knocking it over. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear what you think. Double eight, double three is the Temper Bedpost text line. Uh, I'd love to hear from you on your thoughts on the cricket or any other sport that is coming up this weekend. Let's catch up with Araha now for the latest in news. Thanks to Kubota, take on any job this summer with Kubota's range. It's 25 away from 7 and it is back to work time at Bunnings Trade. Here's some sports headlines for you. Detroit Pistons centre Isaiah Stewart has been arrested for assault after he punched Phoenix Sun centre Drew Eubanks at the arena hours before the teams played. Phoenix police said Stewart was issued a citation and released. Stewart was already listed as out for the game because he had a sprained ankle. Uh, Eubanks had 6.8 rebounds in 80 minutes for the Suns in their win. Eubanks said before the game that the altercation happened as he was coming into the arena. He said an argument started and they were chest to chest before Stewart threw a punch. Security intervened and Eubanks said he was fine for the game, although police said he suffered a minor injury. That's, uh, that's quite unbelievable, <laughs> eh? Before the match, yeah. in a non-contact sport, <laughs> yeah. that's a sort of sort of boxing or U, UFC thing that you'll see a push and a shove and a punch maybe, but that's yeah. uh, that's quite incredible, eh? Yeah, I saw the headline for this, and I thought, oh, I can ask Steve about this. You know, what goes on the field stays on the field. He's been arrested. I'm like, oh, hang on, it didn't happen on the field at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that is absolutely mad in the NBA. It might might be a, a case of the Detroit Pistons having one of the worst seasons in NBA history ever. Oh, yeah, a bit of frustration kicking in, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's a big way. Let's 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 take them out before the match and um, and try and get a win. That's really getting down to the grub 
<laughs> grub side of things, right? Exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, to the cricket now, the Black Caps need 227 runs to win the second test against South Africa in Hamilton. Willow Rourke started the ball yesterday, taking a five-wicket bad, making it nine for the test. He became just the third Kiwi bowler to take five wickets in an innings on debut, following on from Chris Pringle in 1990 and Chris Cairns in 1991. Devin Conway's form was continued to desert him. Out LBW for just 17. Tom Latham, 21. Kane Williamson, yet to face a ball. Will start the day at the crease when play resumes at 11 o'clock this morning. Yeah, one thing, uh, Kane Williamson will have a big role whether they win or lose this test match. If he uh, if he scores 100, you would think that it's probably um, New Zealand's game. So well, I think one of the batters need to make a, a, a significant score and, uh, to win. Now, there's also another test series underway uh, in India. England are touring there, of course. And the third test started yesterday. And, boy, Baz McCullum brought Mark Wood back into the team. So he played the first test as the only seamer. Then he was out for the second test. But he brought him in alongside James Anderson for this test. And Mark Wood started great. Took uh, Yashavi Jaswal and Shubman Gill's wickets early. Tom Hartley also nabbed the scalp of Rajat Patidar. They had India 33 for three. And you thought, oh, here we go. Baz McCullum, he's on one. He's on one. Uh, but then Rohit Sharma took control of the day. He scored 131 before also falling to wood. And Ravindra Jadeja was 110 not out at the end of play. India, uh, yeah, looking pretty good, it's got to say, 353 for five. Um, so they've, they've set themselves so up gonna quite post, well. They're going to post about 900 by yeah. the end of play today. <laughs> Something like that. How's this though? Wood, I mean, he, he's come back in. He took three for 69 after his, after the first day, and he also affected a run out, so he's got four of the five wickets in a roundabout way. You, yeah. Is, is there a more daunting prospect to play Indian Test cricket in India? Like, I just think... I just think that is just mission impossible with the with the wickets, with the food, with the you know the deli belly, with all those things. That the, the I just I just think it's such a daunting campaign to go there and win a series. It's just it's sort of like the across any sport, like it's it's just it's ruthless, right? Yeah, yeah. So England got it all to do because yeah, I mean they really need to try and knock the rest over pretty cheaply here to um, keep themselves in the test. Because if India get away and score, you know, five six hundred, oh. she's she's going to be a big ass to win it. Yeah, but big ass just to get a result. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So there you go. Those are some sports news headlines for you. Bunnings Trade can help you get back to work with amazing value on a huge range. Uh, plenty of texts coming through as well, Double eight, double three. Uh, this one, the Australian Test Team will be looking forward to facing, outside of O'Rourke, a pop gun bowling attack and three-day test victories. There'll be lots of sightseeing in Sav Blanc. Yeah, I, I, listen. I, I don't write off the Kiwis just yet. Eh? I just, I just think, um, I just think, you know, we've we've, we've planned for to play the Aussies. You know, yep. they, we've, we've known they've come for a while. I just think there's a few, uh, not tricks up the sleeve. I just think there's a bit of form, you know, um, to come. When, when, like, look at the South Africans, right? They were written off, and and they're performing. So I just, you know, when you write off a team, that they, they get their backs up and they they you know knuckled in and I just I just think we're still capable of of upsetting Aussie in a test match down here yeah well I mean I th- uh, the other thing is you know it's not just uh, Willow Rook I think Cole Jamison if he's fit is going to be dangerous yeah as and well. Bob's back right 
Well, Bolt is back for the T20s. He's not uh, for the test. Not for the test. Yeah, yeah. So um, we will uh, we'll have to see on that what the rest of the. I mean, Matt Henry probably will be thereabouts. It is interesting to see. You know, Lockie Ferguson doesn't get a look in a test match, but I mean, bloke that can bowl 151 clicks. If he could bowl 15 overs a day, you'd be you'd be having him, wouldn't you? Yeah, three three spells of five is not not hard work, you would think. It's only three spells of five, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. You'd get through it, wouldn't you? Mate, I'd love to. I'd love to have a crack. <laughs> Karen Reed. Yeah, exactly. Put me in, kids. Put, put me in. in, me in. Uh, great show, lads. It sounds more respectful, Steve, if uh, you don't. If you call the touring team South Africa, not the Africans. Oh. But yes, give the young boys a go against uh, the peers. I uh, love the show from Harlem Shine. I've been. I've been um, confronted on this a few times. So I'm sorry. I do refer to South Africans as. The Africans, because I just saves myself a bit of time every time I, I leave the South out. Um, sorry, yeah, sorry, Tim. I'll, yeah. I'll try harder next time. Okay, keep your checks rolling in. Double eight, double three. We'll get to more of those next. Uh, you are listening to SENZ Breakfast, powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. It is 13 away from, I'll figure it out. Yeah, I was trying to do the maths in my head and talk at the same time. Never a good idea. <laughs> uh, it's 13 away from 7 o'clock here on SENZ Breakfast. We've been asking for your texts uh, and there have been quite a few through. Um, you play him, O'Rourke, having Wagner run in and bowl 122 kilometres is simply laughable and the Aussie batsman would face quicker bowlers in Sydney club cricket. Yeah, there's yeah, there's no real express express, but yeah, again, um, Lockie Ferguson is express, and surely you can have a, a tough day at the office and bowl fifteen overs in, in three separate spells. Like, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's why not. He's he's there. He's proven. He's quick. Um, why not give him a give him a chance? Give him a stab. Yeah, uh, this one's come through as well from Mike. He said, "Shouldn't we try and protect Williamson from the fresh ball this morning? Maybe start Wagner to take some overs." Not a silly idea. Not a silly idea. I've always, I've always wondered in test in cricket, full stop, why they don't put the bowlers in first. Yeah, and let them try and hack away and take some shine off, and then you put your best batsmen in when you know to see a bit of a slower dead ball. I, I've always, I've always wondered that. If I was a a coach, I would start with the bowlers. Cricket desk. What do you what do you think of that as an idea? Uh, Steve's idea first, and then Mike's idea about getting Wagner to come in as a as a morning watchman rather than a night watchman. Yeah, well, I I, th- I think there there's a reason why they're they're good batsmen. Um, you know, I, I think you know if if we if we put if we put the bowlers in and say we're ten for four or whatever, and then mm. and then the batsmen fail, then you know. We're we're in a real bad position. I, th- I think the the bowlers are more likely to have success later on against the dead ball as they're not as good with the bat. Yeah, makes sense. But you know, look after look after your best. I reckon. I reckon put in the fodder and uh, let them do their thing. Send out the infantry, and they might score some runs. They may not. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, because when they come in at the tail, you're not really hopeful in the end. Are you just hoping for them to? Hang around for a little bit, just so it doesn't get embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what What do you make of Mike's idea of? Because Williamson didn't take the crease yesterday, did he? Because no. they, they called. So could you so see yeah, Wagner uh, out this morning and just a? For well, example, yeah, it's the fifth ball of the over. Um, so Williamson will be on strike for one ball. Um, if if we if we send him out, and yeah, I, I think, I, th- I think realistically, like yeah, Wagner had a bit of success down the order. He smacked a couple sixes, but um, but yeah, that thirty three in the first innings, didn't he? Yeah, something like that. Um, 
but yeah, I, I think we just we just go as, as it is. They're, they're probably they're going to be bowling a bit of spin anyway. Like I think Williamson's the the man to send out. All right, okay, there you go. But interesting thought. Thanks for your text, Mike, on that one. Um, our coach and selector uh, are too conservative. They won't play O'Rourke versus Aussie. We'll come up with some excuse of managing a young player. I think we get pumped by the Aussies and then hopefully get rid of Stead Co. Wow. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's strong. Uh, I, yeah. Listen, there's, um, I, I'm sure there's a plan. You know, I just, they've known they've got Aussies for a while. I've said it already this morning, but I'm sure there's a plan and they've got, you know, take away injuries. I'm sure there's a plan and they've got an approach of how they want to best play Australia. So they're in, you know, peak form. Yeah. Best uh, team available. Well, I mean, you know, I hope so. I just hope that Kyle Jamison is available. Yeah. I mean, he's a big string to the bow, right? Yeah. You've got um, a couple of weeks to get him fit. So if he's, I mean, he isn't actually broken down that we're aware of. He just had back soreness. So, yeah. Wow. Gee, I've got a bit of back soreness this morning just that's, from sitting in this chair. Mate, that's me every day getting out of bed. <laughs> uh, let's be honest. Uh, Ted's also texted us through. He said, morning, guys. The West Tigers have selected the majority of their number one starting pack and their new half pairing. Also, they have a buy in the first round. So Benji wants to get the first grade team up and running early and get a win for team confidence. Yeah, well, they, yeah, they're going to need a win, and uh, they're going to need a few wins to get team confidence. I, yeah, um, yeah, it's it can be catch twenty two, right? You can start your big boys early and and then get a few injuries in preseason. There's going to be injuries in preseason. There's always injuries in preseason. So, um, yeah, yeah, you can you can have a good preseason doesn't mean you score any points to start the season with. If yeah. you know what I mean, you yeah. can you can leave it all in preseason and and be done with it. So, you know, it's a toss of the coin whether it's a toss of the coin whether you, you hurt your your superstars uh, that you want to start the season with or or have a good preseason. I, it's a juggling act, it, very much so. And you know, you can't. I I wouldn't go in with all my all eggs in one basket. It's just um, it can be a disastrous um, you know start to the season if you're missing your 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 front line four best or something so yeah you gotta you gotta manage what you know is coming and that's injuries so um yeah it's a big call yeah be interesting to see what they do and uh, see how much pre-season sean johnson plays given he's been in a moon boot um as well well that's what i mean you'd rather start the season with them than you know with them in a moon boot yeah yeah so you know, if if, if there's even preseason, if there's even a hint of of an injury or not being a hundred percent, then you know you know the boys need to have a bit of a run around. But you just you lean on the side of caution rather than not. But I guess the Warriors have that luxury, and Benji Marshall probably doesn't. They need to hit the ground running, and um, why not chuck all the eggs in one basket and see if we can start the season well? Yeah, yeah. well, it's, I mean they're they're, to- they're teams in total different places, right? Yeah, Webster's got the team humming after last year. He's got a little bit uh, more in the tank now with um, Chanel Harris Tavita, Roger Tuivasa Shek. He's actually added to the squad yeah. um, as well. Uh, so Kurt Capewell is another big piece. Whereas the Tigers, I mean, they've been in rebuild for about twenty years, um, so they they just need some some good news. Coming off two wooden spoons, you know, they yeah, a winner would be good for them. It would be. It would be now, uh, Steve. Yesterday we had uh, divine's. Uh, d- dividends uh, didn't quite work out. Uh, fair to say, and I blame uh, I purely uh, blame Simon for that because I took his bet, um, which I thought looked good. 
Well, yeah, it was pay, paying 12 bucks. I seen the 12 bucks, mate, my eyes just lit up, and that was the bet for me. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but it didn't come out, fell over at the first hurdle. So, what we've discovered is Paul, I talked to Paul Mawadi uh, this morning, and uh, because Arvo's aren't on because of the cricket, we've got a bo- another bonus bet sitting there. So, we're going to oh. do it again. And this time, hopefully, we can get paid. So, we want your bets. So we're going to do it slightly differently. We'll do it like Arvo's. Robbie's going to come up with a bet. I'll have a bet. Steve's going to have a bet, and we want you to have a bet. So it'll be a four-way multi. So text through your best bet of the weekend, double eight, double three. We'll choose the best one to go on a four-way multi with me, Steve, and Robbie. And I reckon uh, whoever wins out of us three yeah. um, uh, gets shouted a beer at some stage. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way you're thinking. Beer, not just for breakfast anymore. You know that. Six away from seven. A minute away from 7 o'clock. I'll tell you what's real popular, Steve, uh, for our, our bet is just as sharp in the Avondale Guineas for a top three place. I've had four texts through about it already <laughs> from different people. Yeah, okay. Well, that's that's a mail, right? If there's a few people on it, then that's uh, that's probably better than me and you coming up with something. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, what's the pain, did we say? $2.80. Four, $2.80. Yeah. That's for a place. That's for a place. It's just top three, yeah. Cheapest. And then Mark said, uh, guys, mate, uh, boys, why wouldn't you just take my bet since it didn't even get a go? Run, Harry, run at Flemington, race oh, seven. Oh, we're still on it. Oh, like, yeah. But no, it's not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your texts rolling through, double eight, double three. We're going to catch up with Blake Ashford on that Tigers, Warriors, preseason troll in Christchurch on Sunday. Right now, here is Araha with the latest in news for Kubota. Plenty of texts to get through, including this one, Aussie in Auckland. Morning, gents. I'm an Australian cricket fan, and I would urge caution about writing the home team off in the coming matches. While the Australian team is undoubtedly superior on paper and will win if they play to form, it only takes a lucky toss, suitable overhead conditions, and a few good spells where you catch everything, and this Aussie batting order is not immune to an odd collapse. Not that I want to see that, but I certainly wouldn't be doing any pre-game boasting. That is from Aussie and Auckland. Mate, catches win matches, and you know you look at that innings yesterday. New Zealand took some 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 pretty good catches. So, um, you know, yeah. Keep your texts rolling through to double eight double three. Uh, we are going to choose a bet to put on with uh, one from me, one from Steve, one from Robbie. Four way bet could be all yours if we choose your bet. So keep them coming through double eight double three. Your bet of the weekend. A man who's probably got his eye on a few things, knowing uh, uh, knowing Blake Ashford is Blake Ashford. Uh, he joins us now to talk some rugby league. G'day, mate. How are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. Good. Are you, did, did you win anything on the Celtics yesterday, that 50-point win? I know you you like your NBA. I do love my NBA. No, I've been I've been having a busy week, uh, Ricardo, so not, not too much. Uh try to stay off the TAB this week. But uh, happy as a Celtics fan that we're up there, we're rolling. Probably the team to beat, if you ask me, mate. Yeah, well, the best, best record in the NBA at the moment, mate. Um, so, yeah, as a, as a fellow Celtics fan, happy with that. But, hey, let's talk some rugby league, because uh, the Warriors got their first trial game of the season uh, in Christchurch Sunday Arvo, and they're playing, uh, well, it's two-year-old teams playing, isn't it? Because uh, Benji's over here with the Tigers, and uh, a couple of reasonably strong sides for the first trial match of the season, aren't they? Yeah, I think you'll find out throughout the whole um, sort of weekend. Now they've put an incentive on the preseason games, um, and with a couple of the teams going to Vegas uh, round one, the Tigers have the buy round one. So obviously, a lot of their their uh, first graders will be playing big minutes. I think in this game and the next game. So uh, I think Benji's trying to go out really and and maybe win this game, but also see. 
what he has in store uh, for the year because he does only have these two games before, obviously, the buy-in round one. So they'll have two weeks off after the first two trials. So this will be a big one for the Tigers, but it also gives us a chance to look at, obviously, Rogers back, get his first shot in the centres, um, still named a big, strong forward pack, and a lot of kids are getting their shot um, to impress Webby. So uh, how's Roger going to go at centre? I think he's going to go good, mate. I was lucky to go in there. I've, in the, the last two days, I've been up in Auckland and been lucky to go in and be around uh, some of the lads. Not really seeing how they've trained, but I'll tell you what, they look impressive. The rigs are something to see. I've seen a couple of boys walking around with the, the singlets on, a couple of topless. Uh, very impressed, it's I bit... must say. So, yeah, Webby's got them fit. Uh, I think Roger's in, Roger in the centres, he looked outstanding. Um, just talking to him, he, he's real... I don't know, he's got a bit of a glow back. He's, it's like he can't wait to get out there. And I, I think it's a big sign um, playing him in this trial. You do see a lot of their regular first graders, which we expect from Roger, an experienced veteran. Um, a lot of them arrested this one. But I think we want to give Roger enough time in the centres um, just to get that um, cohesiveness before round one. I think he's going to be good. Uh, I think he's going to be busy. And it might take some adjustment, but um, I, th- I think he'll be outstanding this weekend. Walking around Warriors training must have been a bit like uh, the studio this morning, Ricardo. <laughs> buff, buff and oh, fit. Did Ricardo have his shirt off? Did yeah. <laughs> oh, I tell you what. He'll rival some of those Warriors boys. Oh, thank, thanks, Blake. Uh, yeah, mate, I, I don't think you do. Um, I certainly won't be appearing in any <laughs> fireman's calendars anytime soon, will I, Steve? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Hey, um, yeah, so Roger Centre, which is interesting because obviously Chance Nickel Clockstad, that was all the, the chat at the end of last season. As he was saying, no, I've been told I'm fullback. That's why I came here. So we wondered where Roger was going to go. I mean, f- you know, from your point of view, Blake, you, you've, uh, you've played a, a few different positions in league. What's the transition going to be like for Roger going from someone who's played a lot of fullback to having to play centre and being closer to the line? I, I just think it'll be. I don't think the work rate would be uh, different because obviously you run a lot more at fullback. It'll just be more tackles, um, and obviously, I suppose just getting the reads right defensively. That's the major thing. Defensively, from fullback to centre is it's going to be huge. Just trusting on edge instead of you're at the back telling players where to go and they're trusting in you that you're directing them the right way. So working in an edge, working in a unit, um, uh, pardon me, would be the, the thing I think he's going to get used to. And look, he's had enough, oh, I shouldn't say he's had enough time, but he's smart enough of a footballer. He's been around the game long enough that when you get older, you sort of uh, adjust quicker to these things, whereas it might take a youngster a lot longer. So look, I, I think he'll be fine. Um, I am impressed to see the other centre too, Ali Leotor. I think, mate, we saw him once last year before injury and I'm, I was really impressed with him. The future's bright for him and um, look, I know we most probably have Rocco and Roger round one, but this kid could do, after his game against Jared Croker uh, this year, I think he'll, he'll be a star of the future and might even push these players round one. Uh, mate, I, this is what I'm interested to see. Uh, Rogers obviously spent uh, two years in rugby in the centres where most of the defence is up and out 
and the the leaguey defence, particularly on the outside backs and wingers, is up and in. Which sometimes I just I just scratch my head and I just don't understand why a winger would rush in and leave a man opened in the corner. Um, I, I do you think we're going to see a bit of a change with with Roger? You know, I I just think there's big gains to be made uh, in the league defensive lines for that winger not to rush in on the last man and just hold hold the line and push to the sideline. I just I think. You know, teams would be far better doing that, but we, we often don't see it. And, and the try winger rushes in and a try scored in the corners, like we see it every week in rugby league. There's a lot of uh, things I can go into, but we'll probably need about an hour, and I'd have to sit down with you and discuss all of them. But I, there are certain times, you're correct, where wingers don't need to rush in, and they do. And that's what I said, so, uh, some of the learning as you get older uh, comes with that. Um, but then you've got to remember at a breakdown in rugby, you'll have most of the field there where you're, you know, you've only got four or five out there in the back line, whereas you've usually got 11 or 12 across the line in league and there's numbers up. Like there's a, there's a lot of technicalities that I would need to go into to explain all that. But I do agree there are certain times where uh, wingers and centres don't need to run in, uh, rush in, up and in. But there are other times where they do, especially if they're outnumbered and um, scenarios like that. So, look, I I think that um, Roger, like I said before, his age, his time in the game will help him at centre, just, just his knowledge of the game. Because um, it does come easier to you when you're older. So, um, yeah, look, to answer that, uh, you and me need to sit down and have a long hour chat. Well, if my bet comes off, I'll have a few beers in here next week. By the sounds oh, of it, anyway. I'm in. Yeah, it's definitely it. <laughs> definitely it. It'll be Aish not shy on the beers, uh, mate. Uh, the uh, TAB had a few people uh, scratching their heads about the way the TAB have, have got the market on this because they got the Tigers head dead favourites at a buck eighty three and the Warriors at a dollar ninety. Yeah, well, you look at the like I, I mentioned, the Tigers have only got these two games before the. Um, before round one, which is essentially a buy for them. Oh, not essentially, it is a buy for them, sorry. So these two games, you would want to be seeing as much as you can before that two-week break going into round two. So I believe the starters will play big minutes this week and next week. And their pack, or look, the Tigers don't have the best team this year. As we know, the depth isn't the strongest, but there is some talent out there on the field. I think there's only a couple missing. You know, you've still got Jareem Buller playing. Um, you've got the two halves that most probably will start the season. You've got Uppy Coruscant there. So you've, you've got your spine, the Tiger spine that will start the season. Whereas the Warriors, you know, we still expect Sean Johnson to be there, Charles Nickel Clockstead. We expect them to change things around a lot. So look, I think the TAB do have it correct in the sense that when you're looking at lineups, this is close. This is closer to the Tigers or round two squad than it would be for the Warriors. I'm always interested uh, at the st- start of a season to find out who who do you think uh, the Warriors uh, Rookie of the Year is going to be. I'm always I'm always keen and interested to um, to f- hear and uh, about the the young kids, the young the young crop coming through. Who do, who do, who's the the superstar in the making of this Warriors team? Um, still to play serious minutes. Um, look, I, I mentioned Ali Leatua before. I know he's played one game, but that I, don't, I think he's still classified as rookie of the year. I, I think if he can get 
nailed down a spot, whether it be on the wing um, or in the centres or wherever, I think he can um, do some wonders. I also have heard, I haven't seen any footage, but Zion Mayo, I think, yeah. is uh, one of the big props. And I've heard some amazing things about him. So I think he'll be one to watch, especially uh, in that, that extra spot. You know, number 17 jersey, possibly he can come on and uh, give Adam and a couple of the other boys a break. I think he'll be he'll be huge and... He could be one to watch. I, I actually seen him play rugby a few years ago for Kelston Boys against Mags, and I I was scared in the, in in the grandstand. I was scared. <laughs> he's a <laughs> he's a big boy, and he was just he was an animal that day. And um, running, I just didn't even want to run around people. He had the skills and ability to run around people, but he was just happy to just try and run just clean over the top of them. He was an absolute animal. And he might have been one of the boys that I saw with his shirt off. So you could see my mixed emotions. <laughs> Scared, but very impressed. <laughs> oh, mate. Uh, now, we've also got this weekend, Aish, we've got the uh, the, the All-Stars game. And uh, I'm having, having a look at that uh, those teams. And I'll tell you what, while the uh, Indigenous All-Stars have a great back line, uh, I'm not convinced by their forward pack, but the Māori All-Stars team looks really, really good. What's your impressions? Yeah, it, it's always tricky, this game. Because obviously unlimited interchanges, um, you know, big squads. So you never get a true indication from the the starting lineups, and they always seem to go one way or the other. I, I'm with you, Ricardo. I think uh, you know if you put Latrell Mitchell in any back line that goes from like two to a nine and a half for me. Um, I think that the Indigenous back line is very impressive. But when you got the likes of like Jazz Tavanga. I think Joe Tarpany, like Joe Tarpany leading the way, I think may he had a probably one of the most impressive seasons last year of his career, I think. Um, all ending with that Kiwis victory over Australia thirty to nil, which he was very impressive in. I think he could lead the way to a multi all stars uh victory this week over there uh, in Townsville. Yeah, mate, looking forward to it. Looking forward to that game. Uh that the... The other thing that I, I guess we're looking at here, just going back to the Warriors, is the Luke Metcalf, Chanel Harris, Tavita pairing uh, in this trial. We had Frank Endicott on yesterday talking about it being a bit of a um, a showdown between the two of them to see who gets to partner Sean to start the season. How do you see it? Yeah, but then you throw into Mighty Martin, who's played multi all stars. So, look, I I don't know. I I think Webby's going to play his cards close to his chest. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see Chanel. I think he's, if if you're putting them in order, I think Tamari Martin and Luke Metcalf are up there first to partner Sean. It'll be out of those two. Because I just think the utility factor with Chanel Harris-DeVita is so strong. I think his body shot, his body type, you can put him in the forwards. We've seen him tackle. We've seen how hard he can hit. I'd put him at lock. I'd put him, you could put him in the back row, you could put him at hooker. He's even played fullback the year before he had that sabbatical. So, look, I just think the utility factor of Chanel Harris DeVita might find him a bench spot to start the year. But uh, I just think that it'll be out of Luke Metcalf and Tamari Martin. If Tamari Martin gets to show out in the All Stars game, Luke Metcalf. Uh, get Sunday afternoon in Christchurch to do his thing against the Tigers. So I think it'll be out of those two, in my opinion. And when when's your sabbatical over, mate? When do we see you back? Yeah, <laughs> uh, mate, it's it's quite funny. I, I did a uh, Bronco down in Victoria Park yesterday, which you'll see out in the TAB social soon. 
Um, and I got beat to some of the ACC boys. So, look, Ouch. not too impressive. Yeah, the ego <laughs> took a big hit. I felt like I let my family down. I let rugby league down. I let the 15 clubs I played for down. So, <laughs> it was uh What was, was your time? Bad. Uh, 5.05. Oh, sorry, 5.11. Sorry, 5.11. Wait, that's not too so, bad. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. Who from the ACC is beating that? Because I've seen those boys and they like a drink. Mate, you're just going to have to tune in and find out. All right. Uh, you'll see it out soon. Um, I I'll, probably shouldn't have even given my time away, which is I'll probably get in trouble for that. So sorry about that. Can, can I make? Can I? What odds would you would you give me, Steve, that James McConey's not the one that beat him? No, James wouldn't have done that. I, I reckon Ricardo. <laughs> I reckon Ricardo would struggle to do five eleven. <laughs> I don't even know what five eleven means. To be honest, I'd, I'd, str- I'd struggle to beat whatever Tom McGoney did. I think, to be fair, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. It, it'll be worth the tune in. Uh, just to be on, the, on the TAB socials, just to see that, and then see you boys get into some training and try and call out everyone else. Might be a might be a something uh, to look into for the TAB. Mm. You know, this could be a growing thing throughout the media. Could get everyone on board. I might, uh, I might go and give it a crack uh, next over the weekend. I'll tell you what, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I know you're on the phone, Blake, so you can't see him, but uh, Steve is still in showroom condition. He's looking like he's about to go shoot another calendar, so I wouldn't want to be going out here dead with him. Well, let's get that shirt off and take you through Warriors HQ then. Uh, mate, uh, Jim Muscles doesn't doesn't help you do a, do a Bronco. <laughs> right. Yeah, very true, very too, true. Too much tin, mate. What did, what did, uh, what did Jake Lemus say to, you know? Too many weights, not enough speed work? Yeah, that's the one, mate. <laughs> Something like that, mate. Something like that. Hey, Blake, thanks very much for coming on, bro. Go go well. Enjoy your weekend, eh? You too, lads. Enjoy the weekend. Cheers. Uh, Blake Ashford there with us. Talking some uh, rugby league. A reminder that we are looking for your bets, your best bet of the weekend as well. We're going to put on uh, another four-way bet. Myself, Steve, and Robbie in the kitchen have got a bet each, and we want to pick one other bet. We'll put a four-way multi on it. If it comes in, it is all yours, Steve. What are you looking at? You got you got something? You yeah, got... mate, I've got a I've got a a little horse race that I'm interested in uh, in Melbourne on uh, on Saturday. Tomorrow. Okay, all right, all right. Well, I'll I'll have to have a dig around. Uh, Robbie, have you got yours lined up? No, Robbie's Robbie looks barely looks awake. So uh, we, we we might need to give him some time to discover his. I'll go and have a look now. While we take a bit of a break, you're listening to SENZ Breakfast, powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. It's 7.27 and it's Tradies Hour with Night and Day. Warm up this morning with a hell of a coffee starting at $4.50 at your local Night and Day. You can call us anytime 0800 150 811 or text us double eight double three. We have got uh, another multi to give away. Steve's got an option. I've got an option. Robbie's got an option. We want one more option to make it a four-way multi. Whoever we choose, uh, if it comes in, it is all yours. And uh, got a few coming through here. Megan has texted through saying, Phoenix to win 2-1 against McCann. Arthur FC's paying seven bucks. Oh. It's not bad. Um, we've also had Lammy uh, saying, "Morning, gentlemen. A draw in the derby, Melbourne derby in the A League, is paying three sixty between Melbourne City, Melbourne Victory. Not the worst bet either. And then Tokyo Tycoon, Ellerslie race six. It's the Divine Potluck Second Chance, is what it's been called. Um, yeah, that that's a that's a, a good horse. That horse, I've heard of that horse, so <laughs> yeah. it must be pretty Mate, good. I've I've heard of that horse. Top four, it's paying two sixty. Yeah, 
It's not bad. That's from Mark C and Pookie. He's saying it's money for jam. Money right. for jam. I like that. Yeah, money for jam is good. Uh, would the Warriors possibly use Chanel Harris to Vita in the same way that Queensland used Ben Hunt as the interchange for Egan? Egan starts the game in the hooking position, then changes. Um, what do you think? That's from Ted. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, he's good enough to play play anywhere, really. Mm. So, um, and Egan, oh, I mean, Egan starts for you all day, every day, because I think he's one of their best. And, um, yeah, but, you know, if, you, if, if you've got someone on the bench and he could definitely fill that role for sure, I, I feel. Yeah, no, I think I think there's definitely uh, options there. That's uh, you make some sense there, Ted. I like that. Uh, my bet of the weekend, lads: UFC Volkanovski to win by knockout or TKO boosted uh, boosted to four twenty. And uh, Gary Anderson and Pori Rua said, "A Man City, uh, Harland to score two or more goals at three seventy five. They're at home to Chelsea this weekend." What do you think about that? You're the you're the soccer guru. I think it's good. I think it's good. Harlan scored two the other weekend, and Chelsea defensively are a mess. I think City are going to tear them a new one, so that's that's a possibility. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. So we'll keep them coming through, double eight, double three. We'll make that decision a little later on. Uh, between now and 8 o'clock, we will hear uh, from David Bettingham, the South African top scorer in that second innings, Glenn Phillips as well. Uh, they both talked to Daniel McCarty post the day's play yesterday. Right now, though, here is the latest in news from Araha with Kubota take on any job this summer with Kubota's range. 28 away from 8 o'clock here on SENZ Breakfast with Ricardo and Steve Devine. Uh, get the Kenoth feeling with Kennard's hire. Here's some sports news headlines for you. Steve touted as the next big thing in rugby league. Isaiah Katoa has pledged his allegiance to Tonga, declaring he will only represent them on the international stage. He's eligible to represent the Kangaroos and the Kiwis, but Katoa has declared his loyalty to Tonga, even if his club coach Wayne Bennett is unveiled as the new Kiwis coach. He was born in Lower Hutt, moved to Sydney at the age of nine, but made his international debut at the uh, Rugby League World Cup in 2022, and he was asked at a press in the lead-up to the uh, first uh, trial game of the year about if Bennett was handed the Kiwis job, whether or not he'd look at coming over and, and playing for the Kiwis. He said, I'm happy to stay with Tonga and continuing what this team is trying to build. That's pretty awesome, eh? Yeah, I think it's great. It's great for International League. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, good for the, the Tongans. They, they do have a great ability out of being able to um, poach some players, the Tongans, which is which is pretty cool. Yeah, well, are they poaching or are they just keeping the players that would have been poached by okay. someone else? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking back to the um, Jason Tomalolo um, yarn where they got him out of the Aussie team. You know yeah. that that was the catalyst of a lot of the guys moving to Tonga to play. So you know, I, I think it's awesome. It's great for the international game for sure. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Uh, now, uh, Arsenal women's Super League game against Manchester United this weekend is set to break the league's attendance record after the club announced on Thursday that the Clash of Emirates Stadium, so they're playing at the full stadium, the full Arsenal Stadium, is a sellout. Um, wow. They have sold more than 60,000 tickets and all the hospitality packages have been sold for the game. Arsenal should break their own record, which was 59,042, which they set in December against Chelsea. That's pretty awesome as well. Yeah, that's big, eh? Yeah. That's really big for women's sport that they're selling out stadiums of that size, selling that many tickets. Mm. That, oh, man, that's, yeah, that's just incredible. Good, good on the girls. Yeah, going well, mate, going well. And uh, here you go, Steve. This, I think this story is probably more up your, uh, up your alley. I uh, guess who NBC in the US, they've got, they're the, they've got the rights in the United States for the Olympics coverage. Uh, guess who they have added to their commentary team? 
for the Paris uh, Olympics? Uh, for the Olympics, uh, Usain Bolt. No. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Snoop Dogg uh, is going to be uh, part of their team. Apparently he did a little bit of stuff for them at the Tokyo Games. Uh, he's got a red, white, and blue tracksuit with his name and the NBC logo, Peacock logo on the back. Um, he has said that I'm planning to shake it up in many different ways and bring my flavour. It's going to be me in the field, me at events, me moving through the city, and me doing the things that Snoop Dogg does. And I think we all know what things Snoop Dogg <laughs> does. There's probably uh, a gold medal for who can smoke the most marijuana in <laughs> the Eiffel Tower during the Olympics. He'll, he'll be in for sure. Because uh, um, there's a couple of out there events, right? Um, park, well, yeah. Is parkour there? Is oh, break dancing. Break dancing. So, yeah. You, the Snoop Dogg could probably cover a few of those. Yeah, maybe, he can different. Provo- maybe he can provide the soundtrack for the break dancers. Yeah, there you go. He can be the DJ for the, for the break dancing. Bit of, bit of gin and juice. What do, you um, think, what do you think, Robbie? Yeah? Okay, Robbie. Robbie's got a mouthful of hot chocolate. He doesn't care. Okay. Who, what, what, New Zealanders, what New Zealanders would you pick for a commentary yeah, who are out there? Maybe maybe, maybe Sky can learn a thing or two. Who yeah. We, I don't know. What's Scribe doing these days? Yeah. Get, 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 get Scribble in there. Mikey Havoc. He would cause some havoc in Paris. Yeah. The old... Uh, the old uh, sports cafe team back together, maybe. Oh, geez. Well, I mean, is Mark it, Ellis. Isn't he moving to France? Yeah, yeah, I think he is. Yeah, Matthew Ridge already lives over there, so there you go. Team those two up again. Yeah, yes, there'll be an in- international incident. They were funny boys, those two together. Oh, they were. They were trouble. They were trouble. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Snoop Dogg, part of the Olympic coverage for NBC. Uh, keep an eye out for that. No doubt, it will produce some headlines uh, from big jobs to even bigger jobs. Get the Kenneth feeling with Kenneth High. Now it is time. For our choices, flooring pulse, Steve Owens, can you get your thoughts on this? Design, visualise and create your perfect floor with room view. Question for you today on the poll, who should open the batting with Tom Latham in the first test against Australia? Given, that we, as we've talked about earlier in the show, Devin Conway is struggling with form. Here are your options. Devin Conway, stick to what you got. Will Young, put him back up the, at the top of the order when Daryl Mitchell comes back in. Rachin Ravindra, he's played he's played as an opener before. Or do you try and replicate the Steve Smith experiment that Australia have done and put Kane Williamson at the top of the order? Those are your options, or you can go other. Let us know what the other is. Just head to the SEN app, find uh, the SENZ Breakfast Show, click on that, and the poll will be there, and we'll uh, update you with uh, the results of that poll in around an hour's time what do you what do you got Steve what do you think I'm, I'm probably leaning towards um, Will Young to go up the order and um, Mitchell to come Mitchell back Mitchell in. to come back in that, that's yeah, I, I I just think, yeah, maybe that's the best option. That's the best option. Uh, keen to hear from you. Keen to hear from the cricket desk as well. You're, you're probably the most qualified person to uh, to comment on this in this room. Oh, in this room? Yeah, okay, fair enough. Well, I'll you're take the that only one. person in your room. so <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a good point. I'm very alone in here. Anyway, uh, yeah, I agree. Um, Will I'd Young. put Will Young. Um, the only thing is I'm slightly leaning towards still having Conway there, mm. maybe at four. Um, and then you have, yeah, probably Mitchell 5, Ravindra 6, or swap those two around. Okay. And then, yeah, you're probably looking at Blundell 7, not playing Phillips or Santner. Depends on the pitch um, and the conditions, but obviously we got those wrong for this test. Because so. Williamson's not there, right? 
Uh, he no, he's should, there for he the test. He's just not there for the T20. He's yep. not there for the T20s. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So keen to hear from you. Discover your signature style and enjoy a virtual design experience with Choices Flooring's Room View. Uh, ch- jump on that SEN app and vote in the poll, or you can text us double eight double three with your thoughts on that. Cameron Williams is probably good enough to bat with a child on his hip, right? Yeah, oh, easy. Put a helmet on the kid. And <laughs> yeah. It'd be sweet ass. No drama. No drama. Might just be a bit slower between the wickets. Um, coming your way shortly, uh, we will hear actually from some of the uh, outstanding performers yesterday, including Glenn Phillips. It's 21 away from eight. Double eight, double three for that uh, bet, the four-way bet that we are going to put on uh, a little bit later this morning. Uh, now, of course, also later this morning, our live coverage uh, from Seddon Park continues. 10 o'clock, uh, we will cross over to the team there. Play gets underway at 11. Daniel McCarty's been a busy man. At the end of today's play yesterday, he caught up with Glenn Phillips. The end of the day's play, that was almost the perfect final session. Yeah, it was a, it was a fantastic... Um, way to finish the day, obviously, so they could put us under a lot of pressure um, through that second session today. And to be able to pull it back, to be able to fire a few shots, was a bold unbelievably well, that um, that second spell of his. So it was great to pull it back. You start well, 39 for three, gets away from your quality batting. But, you know, from a bowling perspective, you maybe did it lack through that middle part of the day. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it, they did get a partnership going. Um, they, they do have the right to put us under pressure. Um, yeah. And... They definitely had some of our good balls, but we did let, let the pressure off at one stage, and um, that happens in Test cricket. And for us to be able to pull it back that final session and to be able to take six for 35, I think it was, to be able to put ourselves in a position that I think we're, we're pretty pleased with at the end of the day. You had a long team huddle as you go out for the final session. What's said there? Um, for us, it was just about rinsing and repeating, um, understanding that Test cricket's hard. The, the pitch was actually flattening out quite nicely. They were playing some really good shots, and for us, it was about going and starting afresh after that final session and, and I guess putting our best foot forward, stringing dots together and trying to take poles. And a moment in the field. You again. What do you see at Gully? You obviously see it in slow motion now. I <laughs> no, I think uh, sometimes a little bit of luck goes your way and things were just in my reach today and it was nice to be able to contribute to the boys in the field like that. Did it feel like a shift, though, a momentum shift? Yeah, I think so. Um, obviously, the, the way... Teza comes on, he definitely changes games quite quickly and um, the way Timmy started after T as well um, to be able to have a plan, you know, we decided that we were going to go wide to the boys and make them flash and, and I guess work hard for their runs out on the offside and it, it worked really well, the plan paid off and um, you know that's, that's a lot of hard yards from the boys throughout the, throughout the day Will O'Rourke, what can you say, 9 on depot and New Zealand record yeah, absolutely stunning. He's got good pace, good bounce. He comes in with a lot of intensity. Um, you know, it's hard to get an emotion out of the man, but um, he, he really shows it in his actions. And, and that's all we can ask for as a side. You know, nine on debut is, is absolutely stunning. And, and I really look forward to seeing what he has to go forward. How tricky is 227 going to be tomorrow? I think it's definitely going to be tricky. Um, there's... I think a patch of play in the morning where the pitch is a little bit nibbly with the newer ball and um, that older ball definitely turns a little bit more and I think we've tried to learn from our mistakes from the, the first innings and hopefully we can combat that and I guess take our partnerships a little bit longer and knowing that we've got a target set, um, it's obviously just a one innings game now so 227 is what we're going to get and we'll just skin it the way it comes. Appreciate your time, all the very best for tomorrow. Thank you very much. There you go, Daniel McCarty, uh, speaking of Glenn Phillips, he's a pretty understated, mate. That catch was an absolute screamer. Yeah. Yeah, that was, as 
as good as it gets, really. Um, it's going to be a great day's cricket. Um, Two twenty-seven, whatever it is. It's um, it's it's any. It could go either way, right? So I mean, someone needs to from the the New Zealand team. Someone needs to stand up. There needs to be a hundred made by someone mm. um, for them to have a chance. I reckon. Actually, there was a, a, an option that came through for our bet uh, earlier, which was apparently it's been boosted. Uh, Kane Williamson and Tom Latham both to score fifty plus, being boosted to four bucks. Tom is already halfway there. Mm. One from Craig. What do you think? It'd be uh, it'd be a great little bet if Kane doesn't come out first thing this morning. Right. Imagine if they um, just put in a Wagner or someone just to just to just to take the edge off a little bit and then and then bring him out mm. once they see how the pitch is operating and what Africa are up to. Yeah. All right. Well, that's interesting. I'll tell you, the Afri- uh, South Africans went all right yesterday, and uh, David Bettingham particularly he scored a ton for them. He, he talked to Daniel McCarty post match as well. Congratulations, a maiden test match 100. How does it feel? Uh, good, I think um, two years ago I was probably playing for Durham and um, I didn't think I'd ever play test cricket, so for Shooks to back me and give me a couple of test, test matches, um, yeah, I can't thank him enough. You obviously break in on Boxing Day, what a Christmas present, you know, late Christmas yeah. present that would have been, but it sounded like you wanted to be here in New Zealand, there's a lot of T20 going on, test cricket's where you want to test yourself, fair to say? Yeah, I think, I think my strongest format is definitely Red Bull anyway um, but just like the I, I genuinely think the pinnacle is Test Cricket um, so yeah I'm, I'm glad I chose this over the SA20 because obviously it's it's gone gone well and hopefully we can end, end it off with taking nine more wickets um, and winning the game yeah. You go on at 39 for three from memory uh, Neil's just got dismissed and he, he played really positively what what are you thinking at that stage? Well, firstly, I faced a couple of balls from O'Rourke and it felt like very quick and I think it was on it. So I was happy to get through his spell up, up front. Um, but yeah, I, I, think, I think the way I play my cricket is um, to counter-attack and I think that worked well um, throughout, the, uh, throughout the day. You scored at such a rate. You made it look quite easy. You did what, just in a great rhythm. Yeah, I think I, I think in the first innings um, I almost battled it out a bit, and I I don't think I felt great. But some days you wake up and the bat just feels feels right, and I think and I'm lucky that today was um, a day like that. Yeah. Tell us about the moment you hit three figures. For us, mere mortals, we'll never get there. What's that sensation like? Uh, really cool. I think uh, <laughs> firstly I I wanted patches because it was quite a tight two, and I'm glad that he's really really quick. Um, so he, as as soon as he caught in, obviously. Really happy. Um, I'm hoping my parents were up watching it because um, I think it might have been at like four, four o'clock in the morning, um, SA time. Um, so yeah, just a, a really proud moment for myself and my family. One last one because your phone's probably blowing up, and I think you can probably go get there yeah. now. But the state of the game, Dame Pete again. You know what a nice way to end the day. That was you know looking a tricky sort of final session. The way it switched back to New Zealand. How, how difficult do you think 227 is going to be out there? Well, I think, I mean, they've still got quality batters, um, but I think if we can bowl the same way we did on day two, um, I think the pitch is probably showing a bit more wear and tear. Um, so, so hopefully we can bowl well, Dane Pitt can spin a web, as you said, and hopefully we can win it, yeah. I, th- I think it will, will be tough work, but I don't see a reason why we can't win it. Well, it's a special day for you. Congratulations again. All the very best. Could be a very special day for your team tomorrow. Cool. Cheers, thanks. Well I really done. appreciate it. There you go, uh, Daniel McCarty speaking to Dave Bettingfield, and uh, yeah, sounded like a good bloke, didn't he? Yeah, interested to see what he said about the pitch at the end, starting to break up a little bit. Sorry, I was thinking 
What, what did I say? David Benningfield. David Benningfield. Yeah, yeah, whoops. There you go. Uh, Kevin has texted through saying, uh, Ricardo, you've got to stick with Dev Conway. Why? He's technically correct. He is just a little out of sorts at present. But it does come back if you were technically together. Trust me. If you need to face, if you need that to face Stark, Hazelwood, Cummings, because if they move it both ways, young question mark, he fiddles outside off a bit. What do you think? Listen, I, I can't throw stones at someone who fiddles outside off. <laughs> Fair? Fair call. <laughs> All right, it is uh, a couple of, well, eight away from eight o'clock. Uh, we still want your bets as well. Double eight, double three, your best bet of the week and getting through to us. It is Tradies Hour with night and day. Bring yourself up a hell of a coffee from just $4.50, a couple of minutes away from eight o'clock and uh, still looking for options for our four-way multi. Steve has got one, Robbie has got one, I've got one and we want one to chuck in with it. Four-way multi, whoever we pick, uh, if it comes in, it is all yours. This one from Jordan is quite interesting, actually. I don't follow the darts too closely, uh, but Jordan is talking about uh, the there's that guy, that young guy uh, Lit, uh, what's his name uh, Luke Littler so he said morning lads one this morning night three of the Premier League darts Luke Littler to reach the final is paying $2.20 the young fella's on a hater at the moment and should take uh, a power of money his road to the final is firstly Gerwin Price in the quarterfinals and then the winner of Humphreys versus Aspinall he's beaten all of them comfortably since the world champs yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Don't know a lot about darts, but uh, you're only a couple of beers away from f- completely falling off the handle. In a, in a, <laughs> I don't think those guys drink when they're playing. Oh, okay. Yeah, which seems like cheating to me. <laughs> but some do, but right. Yeah. Well, I think some some might have a have a, have a cheeky one here or there. Settle the nerves. Settle the nerves. Well, I mean, it's it's that thing, right? It's the zone. It's like pool. Like about four beers <laughs> is you're in the zone anymore, yeah, and it's like nah. Just a bit more relaxed. Yeah, yeah. It takes the edge off. Yeah, thoughts. Yeah, I, I'm not a. I'm not a. Uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd hate to comment on darts. I don't know a lot about it. To All be right. fair. Okay, but well, we are still looking for options. So keep your options coming through. After eight o'clock, Sam Gilbert's going to join us, vice captain of the Highlanders this year. They come up against the Crusaders this afternoon at Forsyth Bar in a, in a trial match. If you've got a question for Sam Gilbert, get it through to us on double eight double three. We'll talk to him. We'll also have a love racing update. Uh, we'll catch up with Pip Morris from the TAB and Stevie. For the first time we'll ever uh, have to go through the grilling that is questions. We'll do that all before uh, 9 o'clock. And, uh, of course, looking forward to uh, yeah, a heap of footy this weekend because not only are the Crusaders and the Highlanders going head-to-head at four this Arvo, but the Blues and the Chiefs going head-to-head at four this Arvo in the, over, over the shore. Yeah, on your domain, I believe. Um, I think it's something like 10 bucks for adults and under-14s are free. So um, kick off at four. It'll be a great little afternoon in the sun. Yeah, beauty, get along. Here's Araha with news for Kubota. Take on any job this summer with Kubota's range. It is four past eight on your Friday morning. Happy Friday to you. This is SENZ Breakfast, Ricardo and Steve Devine with you as he's away on the donut in South Australia. He'll be back on a Monday morning. Plenty of texts coming through. Actually, this one from Kevin's interesting. He said, having a look at the pitch at the end of the day yesterday, it was quite different from day one. It's uh, The colour's gone. It's dried out. It's, uh, it's gonna, There'll be cracks maybe as well. They have two spinners, so it's going to be interesting. But probably our two best players of spin are the guys that are in at the moment, Kane and Tom Latham. Mm. Yeah, I, I feel that one of those two are going to have to make a, a big. Someone's going to have to make Andy, and um, you know the two the two big boys are in at the moment. 
Yeah. Well, whether Kane comes out first thing, I'm not so sure. Yeah, well, he didn't come out last night because they just called stumps, yeah. right, with the, with the fall of that wicket. So, yeah, yeah it'll be interesting. Um, um, he'd be in the nets. The, they'd be both in the met, nets all morning. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I, I'd probably, you know, I'd, I'd send in Wagner. Yep. Uh, it's not a night watchman's role, but it's a go in and just take a bit more heat off that ball and um, see what we got. Yeah, see see how that goes. Uh, Crusaders Highlanders, of course, is in Methven today. Sorry, not at Forsyth Bar. Uh, so, but thanks for texting through and uh, correct me. Everyone loves a corrector, but no, I appreciate that. I uh, got that one wrong. But uh, we have coming up this hour, uh, Pip Morris from the TAB. We're going to have a love racing update as well and hopefully steer you into a couple with Robert Logan from Love Racing. Uh, we've got questions not too far away right now, a man who is in Methvin is Sam Gilbert, the vice captain of the Highlanders this season. Morning, Sam. How are you doing? Yeah, morning. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good. Uh, I mean, uh, pre-season well and truly underway. One last game before uh, everything kicks off properly. Uh, how are you feeling about the Saders in Methvin? You know, it's good. Just woken up. It's a bit overcast down here in Methvin, but um, hopefully it clears up and dries up a wee bit as well. Doesn't running rugby this other. You guys will be backing yourselves to um, get on top of the Crusaders with what looks like a pretty inexperienced team on, on their behalf? Yeah, I think we're just worried about um, us mainly. Like uh, First head out for Ruder and a couple other boys, so we're just looking forward to get stuck in. Um, and um, so how, how, how you know, Crusaders are going to give you a typical Crusaders performance? They're going to be pretty strong up front and try and wear you down. How, how are you going to get on top of them? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, like, obviously, they've got a few of the All Blacks boys back, particularly in that front row. So for us, it'll be, um, I think, just executing, particularly around the set piece. Um, they're obviously pretty strong there. So yeah, it'll be executing around the set piece and just playing the games in the right parts. Traditionally, you go pretty well against the Crusaders, and it's a bit of a bit of a grudge match for you boys. Um, you must be looking forward to that. Yeah, for sure. Like it's always um, always a good opportunity to play them in preseason before the season gets starts, and um, normally to go somewhere around the country as well and uh, give back to some of the fans. What's the crowd going to be like in Methven? Do you reckon? What's the split going to be? Crusaders Islanders. Oh, I think we're pretty far up into Crusaders country. We've had a few in Timaru, which has been right on the barrier the last couple of years, or Omaru. Um, but I think we're in the heart of Crusaders country up here, so I don't think there'll be too many Landers supporters. Yeah, be interesting, mate. What, what about you? Because, uh, you know, Steve and I were talking off air earlier about uh, about your career and uh, the fact you've got a leadership role uh, this year. But, um, you know, you started when you came in, you came in as a 15, you played a bit of right wing as well, then you ended up at 10 for a little while. I know you've been running around at 12 as well. Where do you, where do you see your future and, you know, what's what's the, the chat being pre-season about where they want you to play this season? Um, yeah, I think this season playing a bit more 12 is like an exciting opportunity. I think, um, yeah, like I've always played 15 and a bit of 10. So I think playing, you know, opportunity to play 12 isn't too different in the way we want to play. Um, so for me, there's probably just a few more hard carries in there, a few more tackles. But um, no, I think it's, yeah, it's an opportunity I'm still learning uh, to play in the midfield. But yeah, I think sort of those two, 15 and 12 will probably be where it's at. Um, is there a few faces not turn up to pre-season training this year, Aaron Smith and whatnot for the Highlanders? How's how's it been without a few of those old heads lurking around? Yeah, it's definitely been different. 
Um, I mean, the unit guys. All peaceful. Oh, guys that have been around, Nuggies and their 10 plus years, a few other guys that have been there at least five. Um, it's definitely different, but I think um, we had a lot of young guys come in and bring a lot of energy. So it's been really good from that standpoint where um, like they've come in and brought their own, I guess, their own energy and their own flavour to the group. So it's been really good. And uh, Jamie Jamie Joseph's back in a coaching role. Has he spent much time with the team or...? He's just uh, overseeing things more so than than in the team. Yeah, no, he's there. He's um, he's always around. He's definitely um, got his input, and um, uh, I think he's had some um, pretty good, yeah, pretty good inputs already around um, just what he sees and how he thinks we can get better. It's it's funny, as Sam, you mentioned you know a few young guys coming in, and I was like, man, uh, that coming from you makes me feel old. Because uh, I know you've been around for a couple of years, but you know you still feel like one of the young guys to me. So, how's that leadership thing going for you? Uh, having the vice captaincy this season, how, how, how have you taken that on? And I guess what do you think? Uh, you know your your leadership style is. Uh, yeah, I think it's definitely happened pretty quickly for me as well. I mean, I felt like one of the young boys, even like last year or the year before. Then all of a sudden, you bring in a fresh crop, and um, yeah, you, I don't know if I feel old, but you definitely feel a little bit older. Um, yeah, I guess like it's exciting for me. It was a wee bit of a surprise, but I think for me, like I just want to go out there and like, try to lead by example as much as I can. I mean, Bill's a skip, and um, my job's just to help him out where I can. Who are some of the captains that you've played under that you think you've been able to take something from, um, whether directly or indirectly, and, and add add to I guess your game and also your role? Um, yeah, I've been lucky enough to play under. Um, like some pretty good ones. Even um, my first year professional rugby under Luke Whitelock, and then guys like Ash Dixon, um, you have Nuggie, Jim Lynchies. Like they're all, um, everyone's different, but I think like the guys uh, feel them have that real hard edge about them. Um, but I mean, the best ones just lead by example. How do you uh, how do you um, show your leadership in the team uh, down and around um, Dunedin when O Week kicks off in a couple of weeks? Um, is, is that a is that a hard thing for the skipper to, to make sure the uh, vice captain to make sure the boys are on the straight and narrow during a, a week of festivities? Oh, I think most of the boys are right. We actually train near North Day, so you can normally hear hear a bit going on during the day. But uh, no, I think the boys are on on the straight and narrow. My uh, my son's down there for his second year this year. Um, if he if you see him around the traps, slap him and tell him to go home and start studying for me, please. Hopefully he's in the zone Saturday round one. There. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed. Now, mate, I know you've 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 been uh, you know preseason started for you blokes in, in November. You would have got a, a bit of a break though, I guess, uh, over the summer. Uh, what did you get up to, mate? When when you got a bit of downtime, what do you do? Uh, yeah, and no, I had a really good couple of weeks um, during Wanaka, so we spent um, most of Christmas and summer there, which was pretty cool. And um, can't can't really complain. Two weeks there. Were you uh, what? Uh, any training? Mountain biking, running uh, on the lake, swimming? Yeah, plenty of time on the lake. Um, mostly just yeah, running. And uh, lucky there's a gym there we can use. So sort of chip away at that. And there's always a good crew of boys down there as well. So. Um, no, plenty of words to hang out with. What's the fishing like in Lake Wanaka? I can't say much of a fisherman myself, okay. um, unfortunately. 
Oh, yeah, so some, something you'll have to learn, uh, pick up as you, as, you, as you go on. We, we had a good chat to Dwayne Sweeney from the Chiefs yesterday about uh, about uh, poaching Marlin, so uh, we'll, uh, might, maybe something you can pick up later, Sam. Yeah, maybe I might have to get over the West Coast for that and try to get some tuna or something. Oh, yeah, that's the one. Happy to go, mate. All right, well, hey, listen, I know we've got you up bright and early, mate. Go grab yourself a coffee and uh, good luck for the game today, mate, and uh, good luck for the season ahead as well, eh? I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Cheers, Sam Gilbert. They were out of the Highlanders' four o'clock kickoff in Methven today. That game, and uh, yeah, looking forward to that one, mate. I think they'll get on top of the Crusaders today. Oh, they've been playing well. Um, they've got a good ability to be able to hang on to their ball for phases. So I think they'll go right. Yeah, I think oh, I think they'll do good. I think they'll do good. Uh, now, earlier uh, in the week, they had the big captains. All the captains of Super Rugby got together, and they had a big launch. I went along and spoke to a few people, and I caught up with Scooter Barrett as well. Scooter Barrett, how you doing, mate? How are you, how are you feeling about uh, the season to come? Yeah, no, uh, yeah, ready to get into it. Had a good break, and uh, yeah, about time to get back into some rugby. How about the uh, the makeup of the squad? Obviously, been a lot of changes, the changes in the coaching and, and things as well. You feel a bit more of the of the leadership uh, weight on your shoulders? Yeah, no, there's a good um, a good uh, fresh start, a lot of youth, and. Uh, Throwing some experience with some, a couple of old heads coming back as well, so it's a good mix of youth, youth and experience. And um, yeah, there's uh, opportunities for guys within the group to really put their hand up, which is exciting. You've got a couple of really experienced nines and a couple of very young tens. I mean, how, how is that developing? Yeah, I think um, yeah, experienced nines and um, yeah, Davy Harvilli and uh, Dallas McLeod. So. There's uh, guys around, um, you know, the likes of Taha and Rivers. Um, if they get the opportunity to, you know, uh, put on the 10 jersey to, you know, it's set up for them to, yeah, play and do what they do. You lost Lee Halfpenny, unfortunately. Uh, he, he was looking, I was in, interested to see how he went at Super Rugby, you know, different style of game. Um, how was he looking in training before the injury? Uh, to be honest, I, I met him once at... at um, at the cafe across the road from HQ and then uh, he went back to the UK for Christmas and yeah, I uh, only saw him for a couple of minutes on, uh, on the Munster game so uh, yeah, little interaction but yeah, gutted for him and uh, yeah, it was, was going to be good to see what he uh, brought to the group. It would have been mate. Um, what about uh, just on the injuries? I know Sevu's had a bit of a knee problem. How's he looking? You reckon he'll start round one? Yeah, he's available. Uh, he's looking as bouncy as ever um, and, and dangerous. So, yeah, Sev's uh, ready to go. Um, yeah, he's excited. Nice, mate. Nice. We want to see him. We want to see Cullen Grace rip in as well. He's had a couple of injury and, and interrupted seasons. How's he looking? Yeah, uh, Cully, I think he's um, ready to sort of really uh, take off his game. Um, yeah, having... Uh, played some uh, good minutes in the last couple of seasons, but yeah, been had a couple of uh, bigish injuries that have yeah put a handbrake on his um, yeah ability to be selected for higher honours. So I think he's uh, someone who yeah is, is really excited to play well and uh, put their hand up for yeah All Black selection. I think from the outside looking in, we all kind of think we know what it's like to play under Razor's culture. How different is what Rob brings? Yeah, I think um, Rob brings his own style, and to be honest, I'm still um, yeah getting to know him and how he wants to uh, take the team forward. So, 
Uh, we've had a few interactions uh, in December and um, a few times this, uh, yeah, in January as well. So um, they've been away on tour for the last two weeks. So yeah, I'm, I'm just keen to get get in amongst the group and um, yeah, see what he can and bring and develop the uh, captain coach relationship for the season. Yeah, you suiting up against the Highlanders this weekend? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, I've had a wee uh, operation on my finger, um, had it straightened out, so uh, it was always a plan just to go round one. Yeah. Yeah, nice, nice. You don't, don't want to give Billy Harmon any excuses to stand on that. Uh, no, no. He'd take the opportunity too. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> hey, mate, listen, thanks very much for the chat. I know you've had a big day. I uh, appreciate it. Go well uh, and uh, enjoy the season. Eh? Hopefully you, uh, you guys are as successful as you have been. Yeah, no, thanks. Cheers. There you go, Scott Barrett talking uh, pre, uh, that was at the captain's launch uh, for Super Rugby Pacific. That game, four o'clock this afternoon in Methven, Crusaders, Highlanders. You're listening to SENZ Breakfast, Ricardo and Steve Devine with you. Powered by Kubota, take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. All right, time for questions, Steve. I know you haven't done this before, so putting you, uh, you know, under the spotlight here. First question for you, where is your favourite fishing spot? Oh, yeah, that's it. I'm going to go um, Three Kings, Three Kings Islands far north. Uh, been up there a few times, maybe four, 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 five times. Uh, unbelievable place, massive, massive fish, big kingfish, puka, bass, um, marlin in the summer. Uh, always wanted to go to the Wanganella Banks mm. as, a, as a destination for marlin, but uh, yeah, Three Kings is pretty special. Three Kings, all right. When did you last wear an All Blacks jersey? Uh, it would have been the last game I played, which was Rugby World Cup 03, third, fourth playoff against the French. So you're not a bloke who keeps a jersey and thing and rips it out for an all-black test. You go watch, like you wouldn't wear one at a game? Nah. Okay. All right. Good to know. Good to know. What do you hope for in this Super Rugby season? I hope for there to be a fight. <laughs> with no TMO match official um, participation. Right, okay. That's what you're hoping for? Yeah, they get sorted out. Between who? Between the players. <laughs> Anybody in particular? Or? Oh, no, I just, like, I just, I just want to, I just want, sometimes I just want men allowed to be men and sometimes stuff happens yeah. and let them do it and we just carry on. Mm-hmm. And we don't need to watch it 54,000 times and have someone adjudicate on it. Just okay. Let's just get on there, boys, and let's just get on and play. Get on with it. All right. Who is your favourite band? Oh, Jeepers. Uh, how many? Uh, like, I, I'm not really into any particular band. I, I like something. Um, down New Zealand, 660s, pretty cool. Um, um, oh, anyone, really. All the classics from uh, ACDC to uh, anyone. Coldplay, I like. Slow, like, yeah, I just... I'm into whatever sort of music, so right, okay. many, many, many Queen, the the good old classics, um, all the, all the, all the, all the good ones. All right, okay, that's a bit of a mixed bag there. Why would a second NRL franchise in New Zealand work? Why I, I, I don't think it would work. Can I say that? You can. Yeah. I, I just don't think. I just don't think. Um, I think we need to learn our lesson. Is that. Um, too much of a good thing is always not a good thing. We look at Super Rugby, we, we've got some more teams, and it, it sort of dilutes. I just think New Zealand hasn't performed well enough. Constant, 
you know, been as consistent as it should have been. Uh, the Warriors. Um, let's let's really concentrate on getting one team um, consistently really good, and then and then think about it. I just don't think it's the right time right now. We've Warriors are coming off an epic season last year, but it's been a while since they've been in that position. And we just, if we can do that for three or four years, uh, year in, year out, then then let's have that conversation. All right. Okay. And finally, how are you getting paid this weekend? How am I getting? Well, unfortunately, I'm spending a fair bit of time at my actual job this weekend, oh, right. which is not going to be good. But uh, yeah, absolutely, I'm going to. I'll have a little bit of flutter, maybe yeah. uh, top up the TAB account this weekend. I hope it's been a while. Well, on that then, let's let's talk about um, our bet because we you've got you've chosen a leg. Robbie's chosen a leg. I've got a leg as well, and then we're going to choose a leg from a punter. We'll put it on as a four-way multi. If it comes through, the, the punter wins it. So uh, you, you lead us off, mate. What are you, what are you looking at? I'm going uh, race five, number three in Melbourne on Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, Wishlaw Lass. I've been told yeah. that it will go pretty good. Okay. If you, if the, you trust the oil on this? Yeah. It normally goes... Um, the, this mail normally goes there or thereabouts, so um, it's paying three bucks for a win. Mm-hmm. So it's not uh, super short, but it's also not 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 too. You know, it'll go it'll go close. Uh, horses, it'll go close, and uh, so that's race five number three in Melbourne. Okay, race five number three in Melbourne. Robbie, um, have you got something for us? Uh, I have got a leg. Yeah. Um, I've been yeah t- tossing up a lot of things, and I- I'm quite nervous about this one actually. But okay. I'm 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 back in your your men, Ricardo. I'm going to the Man United Jesus. Luton game. Okay, all right. And I'm uh, I'm taking Man United minus one goal start at three dollars. Oh, okay. So United have to win by two, by or two more. or more. Okay, it is a way. So I'm a bit nervous, but obviously Luton, arguably the worst team in the league. Um, but aren't many Manchester United not far off being? The worst team in the comp as well. Uh, I, th- I think we're quite far off being the worst team in yeah, the comp. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But uh, they're, they're they're sort of on the way up. They've had a decent run of form recently. Ricard, obviously, it's not a great season. Won the won the last four on the bounce. I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. That's all right then. So okay. yeah, I'm 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 hopeful that this isn't the game where they slump back. Yeah. Okay. And um, I am going to go with uh, another football match. Actually, Arsenal are absolutely flying. Um, uh, they put. Um, they put five past uh, Palace the other day, and I think uh, they will continue to go pretty well. Uh, they play Burnley away, and Burnley are second bottom of the Premier League at the mm-hmm. moment. So I'm going to go in that match over three and a half goals in the match, and that is paying $2.50 over three and a half goals in the match. So it uh, doesn't matter who scores them, so long as there's four goals or more, basically, in oh, the yeah. game. And I, re- I reckon that that'll be a go. Uh, and that leads us into our punter. Who uh, we've picked? Um, I quite like this. John has texted through best bet of the weekend. Dane Gagai is playing for the Multi All Stars. Anytime try scorer three seventy five. And he's let's say he's paying off the back of a pretty handy Ford pack, right? Yeah, well, that, that should get well and well and truly on top of the um, Indigenous. I think so. The Ford, the multi, uh, the multi All Stars Ford pack is, uh, looks a lot stronger than the uh, than the Indigenous Ford pack does. 
So yeah, some feed the backs, feed the backs. They all should get one, right? Yeah, well, it, it looks that way to me. I mean, I, I think these these games usually. I mean, the, the back line for the all uh, the Indigenous All Stars is good, but they they've got to go forward, right? And yeah. I, I I just don't know they've got enough to go forward. They've got a couple of guys out of the Queensland Cup in their in their team. Yeah. So. Okay. I think they're they're looking a bit skinny, mate. They're looking so, a bit skinny. So what's it what's it paying? Do we get a? We've got a total. We've got uh, a total. Yeah, I, f- I feel slightly better. We've taken we've taken the afternoon shows bet, but you mm. know they they don't have a show. People will be listening to the crickets. Uh, uh, we, yeah, we we get the benefit of that. So in typical afternoon fashion, mm-hmm. fifty dollar bonus bet, four thousand one hundred and sixty eight seventy five dollars. <laughs> And if that comes through, John, you are getting paid, mate. So congratulations to you. Thanks uh, to everybody that texted in on double eight double three as well. Little afternoons. Sure, show me go. the money indeed. Show John the money if that comes through. It is uh, bang on half past eight here on SENZ Breakfast. It's time to catch up with uh, all the news with Araha for Kubota. Take on any job this summer with Kubota's range. 27 away from 9 here on SENZ Breakfast. Check out the Grand Tour, harbour, tab.co.nz. Bet safely, R18. Pip Morris from the TAB joins us. Morning, Pip. How are you doing? Morning, Ricardo. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good. What's uh, what's big for the TAB this weekend, mate? What are you excited about? Oh, plenty. Of course, we've got the Avondale Guineas at Ellerslie leading into the Derby in a couple of weeks' time. Can tell you there that in just firstly in the Avondale Cup, Nom de Plumes, the best backs, followed by Mary Louise and Fierce Flight, obviously not too far away from the Auckland Cup as well. And then the Guineas, just as sharp and what you wish for, are nearly tied for the top bet count. I think punters are just looking for a bit more value than Orchestral, who's your short price favourite at $1.80, although by far the most money is on her, courtesy of a few thousand dollar bets. And as far as the other racing goes, of course, Imperatrez comes back in the Lightning Stakes at Flemington. 68% of the bets are on her and over 95% of the money in the fixed odds win option are on her. So not too many turned off by that trial. Uh, Yeah, that's an impressive horse, right? And I understand... um Obi, the jockey's over there with her riding her again? Yeah, he certainly is. So I know there's a little bit of talk about how she's been working up, but I mean, gosh, she's so good, so good at Flemington over 1,000 metres, so punters are willing to jump into her there. Uh, I think I'll be having a piece of that as well, mate. You'll be all over it. Uh, what about uh, the Warriors, their first uh, pre-season match against the Tigers, uh, Sunday Arvo in Christchurch? Has uh, that attracted a bit of interest? Of course it is, Ricardo. The fans are already out in force, by far taking the most money there, head to head in that option to get past the Tigers. I know it's pre-season, but Warriors, of course, have always done pretty good in the pre-season, so punters are getting into that. And the cricket as well, can tell you, any player to hit a six in today's first session is very popular in the power play. Kane Williamson has been getting plenty of support in New Zealand's second innings top run scorer option. And since stumps yesterday, we've been taking more money on South South Africa to win, then New Zealand or the draw in the head-to-head option. Has that changed the price much? Uh, just a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. So there's not a lot of faith. There's not a lot of faith in the in the cricketers. That's no concerning. Hopefully yeah, hopefully, mate. Hopefully. What about uh, we've got a big UFC uh, card on Sunday? Is that uh, attracting much interest, mate? I know Volkanovski's pretty popular in these parts. 
Yeah, he is. So he's seen a lot of multis running through Volkanovski. That seems to be where the money's going at this stage. A little bit in the head-to-head. He's got around 60% on him there, but he is running through a lot of multis. Nothing else on the matches yet. We tend to take the most money due really on Sunday mornings for those. Yeah, good stuff, Pip. All right, now, you got anything else for us? Uh, any any uh, big uh, specials that the TAB are running this weekend? Oh, we've got bonus back opportunities on all three meetings this evening on our Friday night action. So Whanganui Greyhounds, Alexandra Park, of course it's Millions Night as well, and Addington. So big meetings there for both the harness. Bonus back available on both of those. And we will have the bonus back big Saturday, of course, across all four main meetings with your first four races, bonus back opportunities. Good stuff, Pip. Go well, mate. And uh, good luck on the punt yourself this weekend, eh? I will, Ricardo. You too. Cheers. There you go. Pip Morris from the TAB. Check out all the odds, promos, and boosted odds on the Grand Tour Hub at tab.co.nz. Bet safely. R18. And time for the result of our Choices Flooring Poll as well. Revive and redesign your homes with spaces for living sale. We asked the question... Who should open the batting with Tom Latham for the first test against Australia? The options were Devin Conway uh, keeps his place. Do you put Will Young up? Do you put Rajan Ravindra up? Do you put Kane Williamson up? Have you got another option? Uh, well, everybody wants to stick with Devin Conway. 68% saying they stick with Devin. 20% Will Young, 6% Ravindra, and 3% Kane. No other options voted for, Steve. I, yeah, I get that. I get that, mate. Um, and you know what? I'm probably... Now leaning towards that myself. Mm, okay, there we go. You've, you've swayed Steve Devine. Yeah. Um, that, is the, that is the power of the Choices Flooring Poll. Uh, transform your home with spaces for living. Revive and redesign sale at, Cl- at Choices Flooring, offering 20-plus discounted styles. Up next, it's a Love Racing update with Robert Logan. It's 18 away from 9 o'clock, loveracing.nz, your home of thoroughbred racing. And loveracing.nz's very own Robert Logan joins us now to chat about the return of the iconic Avondale Cup and Guineas Day at Ellerslie as well. We've got that new track out there. Uh, Robert, good morning to you, mate. How'd that track shape up after the crack a million? Looking pretty good? Yeah, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, look, I think the rain that we had there at Ellerslie on Karaka Millions night was probably not what we all were hoping for, and um, I think we've we've learned a little bit about this track since then. And uh, from all reports, it suggests that the more racing they get, the better it's going to be. So uh, bring on Saturday, basically. Mate, what exactly? I know they were there for a long time doing it. What exactly was it? Just a, a new turf relay is what they've done, or was it a, some sort of special um, grass? Yes. Or- Yes, for those that uh, might be wondering how that works, basically they uh, dug up the entire track and um, relayed what they call a strat air surface. Um, so sort of started from scratch, if you like, and this new strat air surface is, is one that really drains uh, water so well. So essentially through winter, um, we won't be seeing too many heavy, wet tracks at Ellerslie because it's able to drain that water really quickly. Um, so that was sort of the, the renovation there. Yeah, I remember talking to Paul Wilcox about it, and he said basically, you know, Steve, it used to be if the track was a was a, a good four on a Monday, and you had to rain on a Wednesday, it might be sort of a heavy eight by by Saturday. He said now it's just going to be a four all week, so uh, that's that's good for punters and uh, good for trainers, good for jockeys, good for everybody, I suppose, isn't it, Robert? Yeah, that's right. I think it's just all about providing a consistent surface year round, and and like you say, it's it's fair to everyone when it's that consistent.
Mate, we've taken a lot of texts this morning about the fields at Ellerslie tomorrow, particularly around the um, Avondale Cup and Avondale Guineas. Um, your thoughts? I think we're pretty small for choice at this time of year. There's um, some, certainly been some good racing and it just continues tomorrow with, obviously you mentioned the Avondale Guineas and the Avondale Cup. Uh, that Avondale Guineas field is a cracker and it's going to be a great guide towards the derby. Back at Ellerslie in a couple of weeks and of course uh, she's a raging hot favourite uh, orchestral and gee, she deserves to be. She was pretty sensational winning the Caraca Million last start. You said uh, you sport for choice, mate. As a form analyst at Love Racing, I'm imagining that your workspace is, looks like the blackboard from a beautiful mind, does it? <laughs> yeah, maybe not the workspace, but certainly my, my head. Uh, it's it's a little bit all over the place at this time of year, but you've just got to try and keep on top of things because there's a lot of good horses going around. Um, I mean, they seem to be a, a lot from the bigger organisations like Tiaco and, and, and places like that just seem to be smashing out of the park. Why are they so dominant? Look, I think those stables that you just mentioned, uh, the Tiaco, is obviously Roger James, Robert Wellwood, uh, Wexford, who is Lance Sullivan and Andrew Scott, they just buy the right horses. They seem to have the right systems in place and they're good judges. Um, they, they sort of just know how to get the job done and obviously that's no knock on the smaller stables that are doing just as good of a job but these guys are, are just have a system that's really working at the moment. They've got good connections around them that trust their judgement to buy horses. I know Roger James and Robert Wellwood were a big fan of orchestral so um, you know you just got to back your judgement when you're getting these horses into your stable. Well, speaking of uh, orchestral, mate, and uh, the Avondale Guineas, I know that is the hottest of hot favourites, uh, paying a buck eighty at the moment. Uh, there's a lot of good horses in that field, though. Tokyo Tycoon, we've taken some uh, some suggestions on as a top three at three dollars eighty, and just as sharp uh, out of Team Rogerson with Ryan Elliott on board, uh, mate. The amount of texts we've had this morning about chucking that on as a top three option at two eighty in multis has been huge. Yeah, I think you've actually nailed it in one. Um, did my job for me. Look, I think Orchestral is the short favourite. She should be, and she really probably should be winning this. But I'm a big fan of number three, Justice Sharp, to run top three at $2.80. That last start third was just sensational to Orchestral. Um, it was against the pattern of the day, and it was just phenomenal sectionals for a horse that looks like stepping up to 2,100 metres here for this game. Should be ideal. He's drawn well. Ryan Elliott's in form. I think the two dollars eighty to run places is a very good bet in the Evan Guineas. I we've not leaned on that, have we? No, we didn't go that way in the end. But um, it might be one we sort of uh, we can build. Can we go a five? Can we go a five? Can we redo that bet and do a five way? <laughs> Uh, what about the Avondale Cup, mate? Uh, there's, uh, uh, it's good to have that back, obviously. Um, and it's an interesting field as well. There's a few in there. I know that Dark Destroyer ran in New Plymouth, I think, last week. And there were a few on it thinking, you know, it was it was probably paying overs, but it didn't go so well. Uh, what do you think, uh, Sam Weatherly, uh, on board? Uh, and I know it's an outsider in this, but do, do you like it as a possible $6 place bet? Yeah, look, I think he has to be a chance because I know the connections um, have paid the late entry for the Auckland Cup in a couple of weeks. So obviously their intention is to get him to that. So he must be going well enough to suggest um, he's got a good run in him soon. I think you can probably forgive that last start run. It was a little bit of time between runs. He's come back from Australia into a new environment. He's probably just still 
getting the lay of the land, and I think 2100, oh, 2400 metres, sorry, in this is probably what he's looking for. I mean, he's a high-class horse. We can't forget that he's a Group 1 winner. So, um, yeah, I think you're getting any old rods to find out at about $21 and $6. But this is a really, really wide-open race. He's got a $5.50 favourite. So that just means if you like something, there's plenty of value on offer. I like those $5.50 favourites. <laughs> hey, what's, what's your, what's your favourite for the day, mate, in, in that race? I mean, is there something that you like? Yeah, I think... Number six, Trust in You, really has announced himself at this level in his last couple of starts. Both wins there at Pukekohe, and both pretty tidy wins too. And he comes here, he stays at a lightweight with 52.5 kilos on his back. Kozi Asano is riding well. And I just think this race isn't too dissimilar to the one he won last start. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty confident that uh, he is a horse on the up. There's uh, a very good chance here at $8.50 and $2.80. So that's probably a good each-way bet there in the Avondale Cup. All right, let's do a six-way multi. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's getting excited. Of course, uh, it's, it's not just uh, Ellerslie that's happening. We've got New Plymouth Day. You've got a 10-race card in Invercargill tomorrow as well. As a form analyst, no doubt you've poured over these fields. Have you got a, a best bet for us from each of those meets? Yeah, I really like one at Invercargill tomorrow, actually, in race four, number four. It is the favourite, um, the radiant one, but I think she is unbeaten at the course. The form reversal is there on the board, and I think um, that, that team is firing at the moment. So for about $2.50, it could be a little multi-leg there in race four at Invercargill tomorrow, number four, the radiant one. It's carrying pretty light too, isn't it? It's only, what, 55 kilos? There's a few others in there that are carrying sort of closer to 60. Yeah, that's right, 55 kilos. And Tina Kobagnahi on board, she's uh, she's one of our leading riders down south, so um, that, that's only a positive. Yeah, good stuff, mate. All right, well, uh, listen, Rob, thanks very much for coming on and, and giving us some insight. Uh, always good to chat horses and good to chat what you blokes do is in the analyst field and maybe steer Steve into a couple so that his, his bank account looks a little better come Monday. It just won the fast Yeah, ones. hopefully I've... Uh... Hopefully I found you guys a winner. I know that uh, my colleague Mitch might have uh, had a tough time there on Tuesday when he was on on Wednesday, so uh, I'll, uh, I'll I'll hopefully carry the flag there. I tell you what, yeah, Mitch's Mitch's name wasn't uh, it was was a bit dirty uh, the following day. I tell you that much for free. Yeah, my 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 TAB account wasn't that great. You can inform Mitch that uh, it didn't do me any favours whatsoever <laughs> at all. Good stuff, Robert. I'll and let him know. Have a great weekend, mate. Hopefully you have a better, a better weekend on the punt than Mitch did during the week, eh? Cheers, guys. Have a good one. You too, mate. Love Racing.nz for all your thoroughbred racing news, previews, replays, profiles, and more. You are listening to SENZ Breakfast, powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. Coming up, Sam Ackerman joins us. He's going to run the cutter from 9 through to 10. And we are three away from nine o'clock. Sam Ackerman is in the hot seat for you between nine and ten. Morning, Sam. How you doing? Really well, lads. Very well. Uh, it's uh, short and sweet, which is how a lot of people have described me previously. So uh, I am I'm ready and rearing to go. Yeah, I don't know about the sweet. I don't part. know about the sweet. <laughs> yes, well, this, I I added the sweet. I, I was a little bit embarrassed. Yeah. Mate, I know that you'll be absolutely fizzing because uh, you know if, if you cut Sam Ackerman, uh, rugby league comes out of his veins, and uh, the first trial match of the week of of the season is this weekend. Warriors Tigers. What do you make of the two teams, mate? Listen, I, I have a real interest in this trial and seeing how a few positions go. My view on the teams is I actually think that what the Tigers are bringing, 
I'm excited for what Tigers can be this year because they can be something. They don't. They're not. I'm not telling you the Tigers are about to mount the eight. I'm not telling you the Tigers are, are turning things around. They could very easily end up wooden spoon territory. But they'll have a license with Benji Marshall and a freedom that will come. There won't be that same pressure on them with a new coach, a rookie coach, and a guy who likes to play uh, play a certain style and play a certain way. They've got some super talented players. A guy like Aiden Caesar coming into the uh, into the back line there as well can be a real calming influence while they're waiting a, a year for Jerome to come over from uh, from the uh, Panthers. I like that. Now, the Warriors, what's what's here? Obviously, it's a trial. I don't read over a lot into it, but I do like to see combinations. I'm really interested to see how Roger Tuivasa-Shek pairs up with Marcelo Montoya. To me, that is the key that I'll be looking out for uh, for this game because we know that Tuivasa-Shek is so talented, but how he goes with Montoya uh, as a combination will be huge. Sammy, uh, who do you think is going to win? Uh, listen, I think the the Warriors win, but I also could not give two rats. You know what's about it because I, I try not to buy into the preseason results being strong. Or otherwise, I really want to see something that looks vaguely cohesive uh, from the from the Warriors, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how guys like Jacob uh, Laban uh, and uh, Kalani going, very talented young men, sitting into the side. How they f- um, go with some starting minutes as well. Uh, guys like uh, Setu Tu and Ali Liotoa, that's uh, Ali Laotiti's nephew as well in the centres. We got a little taste of him last year. So a, a good little mix, um, and I'm, I'm stoked that, uh, that Christchurch is getting a couple of tastes of the Warriors this year as well. They're doing their best to be the people's team after win the people's moment uh, at the Helberg. So it uh, should be good. And I'm good really excited f- about the All-Stars game as well tonight, guys. That'd be great. It's good they finally won something, right? <laughs> oh, there you go. The little dig, the little dig, Sammy. What have, you got, what have you got coming up in the next hour? We will be talking Warriors, shock horror. Uh, we're speaking to assistant coach Richard Agar about what he wants to see out of this and what we should what we should take out of the preseason. We're taking your calls as well. I want to hear what people think about Dame Nolene being uh, asked to reapply for the job. Ballsy move, but I love it. Oh, yeah, good stuff, Sam. And uh, just uh, one word from you, Stevie's Bulldogs. Where do they finish this year? Badly. Oh, oh, beautiful. Good good stuff. There you go. Sam Ackerman in from 9 o'clock with you. Here is Araha with the latest in news. Thanks to Kubota. Take on any job this summer with Kubota's range.